we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yo 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. We got some special guest co-hosts with us this morning. The young goats in the building. Horrible decisions. Weezy and Mandy B. Welcome, ladies. Horror hive is here. And they listening too. They they got regular jobs. A regular job. That's where we started. We started with regular jobs this morning. That's what we going already. Oh, Jesus Honestly, Christ. that's most of our whore hives. Whores are north. They're the doctors. They're the lawyers. They're the frontline the workers. They be hoeing. Absolutely. Every day, every day working class. Every day working class. Every people. day. That's right. Well, good morning, ladies. How y'all feeling? Feeling good, feeling great. It's, yeah. it's early. A Gosh, bit. a little bit. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna hold you. I, I I quit my job right before the pandemic, so I haven't like gotten up uh, back to jobs. I haven't gotten up this early in a long time. I thought y'all didn't quit your job. That's what we I'm saying. Did. Before, the pandemic. before the pandemic. Are you listening? Uh, no, no I thought they quit way before that. No, 2019, I quit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought y'all quit in like 2017. I, I quit in 2018. Or oh, okay, like okay, 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 okay. I was okay. taking. I had a sugar daddy to help. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Well, yes, yesterday I went to, uh, why does that mic sound like hey, that? Wait, mine too. I'm like, do I, we sound hollow? 
Dude, hello, like we in the closet. Okay, okay, there we go. Yeah, we right, go. Now we sound like we're yeah, in surround sound. Yeah, I went to sleep yesterday at 3.30 p.m. And I woke up this morning at 4 a.m. Damn, you get Wow. Mad. I was sick. I was I was feeling under the weather. My Damn. throat was hurting. I was passed right out. Now, listen, we just had to get tested. You get tested? I know you I come did. up in every day. All right, now. I got six kids. I test, I okay. test every other day. I know that's show. right. COVID test, STD test. Every time I have to wait for a result, what? I feel like I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> what? Like, I didn't feel sick at all walking in here. But once I did that swab, I was like, well. If they gave you an STD test, you were in the wrong building. You went to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Any test freaks me out. Quizzes, just anything. And so when I was taking that COVID test today, she put that swab in my nose. I'm literally sitting there thinking like, of all the suspects. Who, who the hell I've been around? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. What, is, what happens when you fail a COVID test nowadays? Because it's not like back in the day when they send you home and everybody got to leave the building. What do you do? What you do probably they do take now? a second one. No, yeah. They'd be like, well, maybe something went wrong. <laughs> you, go to, you go to a club. That's I, where you I go. think somebody's <laughs> just still trying to make money off COVID tests because don't nobody abide by those COVID tests. Oh, we're about to have anymore. COVID ibuprofen soon, bro. Like, yeah. 1,000%. Mm -hmm. That's the evolution of COVID. Remember how we were yeah. in the wiping boxes phase? We not there no more. You're right. Y'all right. wearing masks on the plane still? No. No. Well, you know what, though? I do I sometimes just because uh, I feel like Asians were always on to something. With I that. was just about to say, the only place I see the masks still is the nail salons, right. but they was doing that thing before COVID. That's, right. that's fumes. Mm. Yeah, that oh, is, is that why they wear yeah, that? The fumes. Oh, about when they wear them. They, they, they be wearing them at the airport too. They be wearing at the airport. They, 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 they do the airport. They ain't no fumes. And you be like, what do you know that I don't? That's right. <laughs> They've been getting their Michael they Jackson do? on masks, gloves. <laughs> They've been doing that. All right. Well, today is Throwback Thursday, and we got some, we got a real player player from the Himalaya. Oh, a couple of them. Actually. That's right. The Isley brothers will be joining us this morning. That's right. Wow. Hey. Ron Isley and his brother Eugene. Ernie. Ernie. I know begin with an E. Yeah. <laughs> I know begin with an E. Is that the Ernie. one suing suing uh, Ron or whatever? No, that's the other brother. That's, that's the, the other brother. brother. Yeah, yeah. Did nobody know? And now he man, he ain't getting no attention. <laughs> did y'all talk to them about that? We did. We did. Okay. Briefly. Good. We good. Briefly. Real briefly. Briefly. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out to them though. He turned into Mr. Biggs on Charlemagne with Charlemagne asking, but. <laughs> He did a little bit. He did a little bit. I love getting mad at you, and I enjoy it. Man. I love it. Man. He wasn't bad. He was, he was, he was, he was he had no worse. No, I mean people yeah. in totality. Like I was watching the Sukihana clip where she was going off on you about saying something. I'm like, I want a collection of people going off on Charlemagne and you it's just online. being like, it's, 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 it's on Twitter. Twitter. It's on Twitter. It's like, it goes viral every other month. Has anyone <laughs> ever made you like sweat, or is it just your job not to sweat? No, not really. Not, not sweat. Like sweat mean like I think something nervous, happen. scared. Nah. Maybe, ne maybe Nelly. I was about to say you just said Nelly yeah, maybe, on, on Gillian Wallow. No, but after different question, that was yeah. who, I think who would, would put hands on me. That was Nelly. Yeah, yeah, oh. but made me sweat. Now, nah. yeah, y'all are actually you like the same height, so it might be it might be an even fight. No, Nelly. No, Nelly got him by a couple inches. Yeah, Nelly would have yeah, took Nelly, that Nelly, one. Nelly, oh, shape. okay. That'd have been a long day. <laughs> 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 Not even Birdman. Nah, nah, nah. All three of y'all. I would have had to help too. I probably would have got washed too, but that's all right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news is next. Tesla right. Figaro will be joining us. We got uh, a lot to talk about. All right, yes. so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co host from Horrible Decisions. Mandy. Weezy and Mandy B. That's right. We in the building, y'all. I try to do the envy inflection. Yes, sir. I heard. <laughs> let's get in some front page news. We have Teslin Figaro here. Good morning, Tess. The hood was Good morning. Good morning, DJ Envy Charlemagne and Mandy B and Weezy in the building. That's right. Well, let's start off with some It's going to be sports. a lit day today, by the it way. Did y'all get the list? They already turned up. We got the list. Everybody telling us about the list. <laughs> I've never seen them put the list right in front of somebody. Right, oh, and, and, right and in front of y'all. right here. I just want y'all to know words that you cannot say. No, don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> 
Well, let's start off with sports. Last night, the Celtics beat the 76ers 121-87. Did you watch the game, anybody? I feel asleep. Come on, Todd, 1-1. One, one. Let's go. Me too. What, what's your team? I ain't going to tell you because I be knowing some people. Oh, you be knowing <laughs> one, boy. Not flavor of the week team. Boy. You feel me? She be like, well, I like the Clippers today <laughs> for the last 60 days, two months. Well, Tez, let's jump right into Atlanta. So there was another shooting in Atlanta? Yeah, and this is, I hate bringing this type of news, but it is, you know, an important story that is happening and it is still developing. So some things may change uh, throughout the day. So I'll just do a quick recap mm-hmm. uh, for those that did not catch it. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, 24-year-old Dion Patterson was at a medical facility with his mother. He was seeking treatment after being dissatisfied with care that he was receiving from the Department of Veteran Affairs. He became agitated and used his handgun to open fire, which resulted in one person dead, four people injured. Uh, now, yesterday, downtown Atlanta was in shelter in, in place for most of the day, uh, but before the evening uh, ended, I think around 7 o'clock, 7.30, somewhere around that time, uh, he was apprehended in Cobb County uh, in a condominium complex. Now, also on the floor, Georgia Senator Warnock provided a powerful speech on the Senate floor. Let's take a listen, and we'll talk about it on the other side. I think that the unspoken assumption is that this can't happen to me. But with a mass shooting every day, the truth is the chances are great. I shudder to say it, but but the, the truth is, in a real sense, is only a matter of time. You know, Taz, Taz, I'd be wondering uh, in situations like this, if, if these are, uh, you know, people who are pulling up the places with the intent of shooting multiple people, or is this people who have, like, beef with one person, see their op, and then some innocent bystanders get hit, and then they call it a mass shooting? Like, what is this? Well, in this particular case, and you know, I'm a veteran, and so I don't want to justify this in any any way, but I, I do want to say that uh, this gentleman got, well, not gentleman, uh, this, this man got out of uh, the military earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother said that, and the in the press conference yesterday, the police said they don't want to confirm any motive or not, but his, his mother did say that he was suffering with uh, some behavior issues, mm. and because we also know that on the New York subway yesterday, that Marine, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later on this evening, but he also also was a veteran so i just kind of want to point out that 44 percent to 72 percent of veterans do experience high levels of stress mm. uh, during t- transition from military to civilian life 1.3 million veterans mm. go uninsured nationwide so it looks like that uh this is an issue that he was having um with some type of you know medical treatment that he was not receiving and uh he just it just looks like he snapped uh, but again not making assumptions they said that it's still developing they want to get more into it but the reason why i pulled that clip on only a matter of time you guys remember last month when I told you uh, my best friend lives in Atlanta and she's a teacher and remember I told you that her daughter goes to Oklahoma University and they did a shelter in place mm-hmm. so this was so close to me because her son goes to college in Atlanta so within one month she's had two children two wow. college children that have had to shelter in place one mm-hmm. in OU one that went to college in Atlanta and she's a school teacher so every day she goes to school on high alert so just the anxiety of when she called me just in tears and it's like how can you have two incidents two different children a thousand miles away having to shelter in place and still got to go to school in the morning wondering if it could be you so Mm -hmm. when senator warnock said uh it's only a matter of time i just feel like it's closing in on us guys 
like getting mm-hmm. closer yeah. and closer. I will say this though, and not to say that that it's 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 that it should have happened that he should have shot anybody, but when it comes to those vets, I understand, man. They go overseas and they risk their lives for our country, mm-hmm. for our freedom. Then they come back and they're treated like dirt. And yeah. they just made a recent they made a movie on it uh, a couple of about a year ago. I seen it on the plane the other day. It was the same situation. The vet came home. He needed his money. He couldn't get his money, and he was homeless at the bank. At the bank, yeah. yes. And I understand because think about it. They fight for our country. They can Absolutely. die. They put their life on the line, and we come home and they and we and we treat them like our government treats them like ish. And, and Ted said something that's real that it's I never thought about. Uh, it's something we don't talk about enough. Is there some type of halfway house for people who just came home? home from the military right. just came home from war feels like they need some type of treatment so the, before they get back into society there's not so both of my both of my siblings my brother and my sister they're both army vets mm-hmm. um one served in iraq like went over in iraq around right after 9-11 and my sister just got back she did south korea she did germany mm-hmm. she's done seven years and now she's just back in school and they both just went right back into work wow. right back into civilian life and so there hasn't been really any therapy for her to talk about and she's went through things that yeah. she's like I can't tell you yeah, I can't yeah, talk yeah. I can't yeah. talk mm-hmm. to you guys about it so. isn't it crazy how you could almost walk onto an airplane you get the pre-board and you get all these little special things everywhere else but from your own government you don't that's right Yeah, that's, that's right, right. Well, well thank you Tess yeah. we'll see you in a couple minutes thanks Tess absolutely Alright, get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open Again, 800-585-1051 It's The Breakfast Club, good morning The Breakfast Club It's time to get up and get something Call up now 800-585-1051 We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club Hello, who's this? What's up, DJ Amy? This is Uber Mike Dallas How y'all doing? Uber Mike, what's up man? Get it off your chest What up Mike? Hey, I'm going to get it off my chest. Hey, I, I want to send a public announcement to your listeners. Parents and fellow drivers, stop picking up these kids with Uber. If they're not 18, they should not be riding Uber or Lyft. Mm. All right, Mike, I ain't go front. When my I son was 17, I definitely put him in an Uber or two every once in a while when I had to, though. I ain't going to lie. He had to, sometimes he had to get the practice. I had to throw him in an Uber. DJ Envy, I understand that, but it puts us at risk because if I get into an accident with your child, I lose everything. Mm, I think about that. And the rideshare companies are not telling the drivers this. They're not telling them that. So I tell the parents, stop uh, ordering a ride for your kids. If they're not 18, they're not riding. Mm. I, I mean, that's a good good thing because I definitely didn't know that. Let me ask you a question. How much does Uber and Lyft yeah. take? What, what, what percentage do they take from you? About 55, 60%. 55, 60%. So you only make 40% right, of your right. ride. DJ Envy. I have engineered something that, that works for me or whatever. Because I know, like, different venues, comedy shows, baseball games. I know how to move. So I'm, I'm going to make my money with less time. Yeah, I still think it's crazy that they take 60% when it's your car, your gas. And, and that's a lot. Of, that's a lot, I think. But yeah, it is a lot. I get it. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, brothers. Your Uber always clean, right, man. No problem. Oh, man, I, I drive a Prius, Charlemagne. I ain't ask you about no Prius. You always talk about you want a Prius. That's why he said it. See that look you oh, you're definitely looking give me a Prius. Right. Definitely give me a Prius. 615 miles of one tank of gas. Listen, there's an age limit on Uber. I know there's an age limit on 17. Uber. 17. Yeah, you gotta be 18 or older. I did not know that. Yeah, I used to um when my son had practice and I wasn't home, I would send him to practice in the Uber because I wasn't there. You know, it's only like How a 10 minute drive. They don't. They call they you. Don't. Uh, but, what happens, so that's he's but when they get in the car, they can look at the kid and be like, you're not of age. Gotcha, and then gotcha. my son be like, yeah, I am. I'm 18. And you, you can't. I wonder who would be liable in a situation like that. That's what he would. He just said he would. Really? Mm-hmm. Even if the parent put them in the car mm-hmm. knowing that they were underage? Yep. Oh, I guess it would be the parent's profile, right? Mm-hmm. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is John Charlotte, what's going on? What's happening this morning? Hey, man, this is Jazz calling from out of Virginia Beach. I just wanted to give a shout out to all the single moms. 
I'm a first time mom and it is hard. It is hard. It's like doing it by yourself. It's, it's a lot, and I just want to give a shout out to Why the baby daddy not in, the, in your life? What happened? <sighs> no, I actually um went through a, a sperm bank, and I, I wanted to have a baby. I've been trying for three years. I'm actually gay, so <laughs> I don't what? like men. She's gay. She's gay. Oh, got you. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm gay, yes. Yeah, so I, I went to a sperm donor bank. And because I really want to have my own child. White? Did you get a white man or black man or Asian or Spanish? No, so, sir. I have a black donor. My my son is very handsome. Oh, so you got? A, do you have a baby mama? Do you have a? What do y'all call that? I don't know what you. What, what, do you have a significant other? There you go. No, no, no. I don't. I'm doing it all by myself. Well, I have my family, but it's really just me. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Thank you. you. you Who you got special guest today? Uh, Mandy and Weezy There's just some hoes decision. in his house <laughs> Oh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? You know, so yeah You said he, he was handsome chest, Hold on, real quick If he handsome Do you get his info later? Like, how you get to We want to know what he look like What's up with him? He's, th- he's <laughs> his baby No, no, no The sperm donor Oh, the sperm donor If the baby's handsome That must have been some good sperm Oh my goodness what? It really was It really was it's On Facebook they have this place called, uh, on the, uh, it's called Black Spurner. Black oh Spurner. <laughs> Hold on, you got your Spurner from Facebook? Facebook. Oh boy. Yes, I did. Wait, Jesus did they ship Christ. it to you? How does it work? No, it's, a, it's a group Facebook called Black Spurner. It's a whole, it's a whole bunch of Black Spurner donors on there. And that's where you, you can vet them out and everything. So How you come get nobody told Brad? Why? No How one told the Brad. Brad and her boo-boo. Thank huh. you, Mama. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that's like medical. I think she just went to a site and it's just semi black sperm and just mad black sperm. And there's a whole bunch but of men know, just. There's a man nothing. in Europe that recently got uh like banned from giving sperm because he had 550 kids. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I seen that. Yeah. Yeah. To find him if he even wanted to donate anymore. But that's it. Because think about what if you live in a small town. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just All the kids say, look like you. Not even that. I'm definitely gonna. One of my cousins, my brother, like ew. That's one. Look, that's that's one, one of the words on the list. Look at the words on the list. Look at the words on the list. Yeah. Yeah. She said she couldn't she do this. The seventh word. That's, that's why she put it right lunch up on somebody. That's what I should have said. I want to make Jesus scissors with people. She she said she was bad with quizzes, so you got to look over that that list one more time. Put your glasses on. We should have talked about sperm this early. Oh, what did you think was going to happen? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it off. This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. I just decided to buy a piece of property. You must be in correctly. Well, congratulations, brother. That's, that's what we do up here, man. We try, to, we try to push people to, to better themselves, whether it's mentally, you know, uh, financial wealth, whatever it may be. But that, that's a great thing. And maybe I will stop through one of these days. Come on, ownership. Yeah, man. MB, I'm waiting for you. DJ to DJ, man. I'm looking for you to, you know what I mean? I'm looking for you to pull up. Love, brother. All right, no problem. That's what's up, yo. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. And since my ladies from Horrible Decisions are here, oh, Lord. we're going to be talking golden showers. Don't No kink shaming. I'm not. Okay? Thank I you. I hear the judgmentalness in your voice already. I am not. Okay? Your voice did get high. My voice always gets high. You are yellow, so you should be resonating with this kind of material. But the golden Damn. shower? She said you color a dirty urine. <laughs> Damn. She didn't say dirty urine. She didn't say that. She just said urine. <laughs> yeah, but... You I can, don't know if that was a compliment. You can drink some more water, yeah, if that, you're the color. <laughs> 
All right, get it off your chest. Rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes. We got our special guest co-host from Horrible Decisions. Hey. On the Black Effect Network, y'all heard it. There you hey. go. Hey. All right, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Golden Showers. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty right, patty. Oh, God. God this is the rumor report. <laughs> I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. It's, it's crazy how God works. We have uh, Mandy and Weezy from Horrible Decisions here. <laughs> And there's actually a golden shower story in the news. You can't play in this kind of stuff. You can't. Now, why would you think that God wanted that? I mean, God created all of this, by the way. He did. Listen, we didn't invent God sure P. did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I looked at the you word. word. R-R where you put it. P-R where you put it, yes. I'll right. tell you this. When we first started the show, I remember Mandy was the first that told her encounter with P, her golden shower story. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do the golden shower thing. Whoa, Mandy, let's tell the story. Oh, first. go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk give about it. the rumor report first. We'll get to that. Actually, it has to do with Diddy. Didn't he want to mix it with Ciroc? All right, hold on. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now, wait a minute. That's Diddy. a new flavor, Ciroc. <laughs> Hit the intro. <laughs> Oh, we played it I've already. I've never heard that's a rock <laughs> flavor. You got to be confused and flustered. Jesus y'all Christ. y'all, y'all know MVP flustered when we get into the kink talk. All right, okay. so go ahead. So what happened with Diddy and Ciroc and No, P? tell her real. Tell her. No, I'm going to come on. I want to hear this more. Okay. Well, basically, this is also coming from, as you guys know, Carisha sat down with the Jason Lee on the Jason Lee show, mm-hmm. where he asked a question about if she's really into Golden Showers, because she shared that on her podcast. Yes. Carisha, please. Um, she did also end up just saying she just liked to say stuff. Well, well, let's, um, well, well, well Clear it up here. Let's Girl, go. Let's we go. do not. Listen, we, they got the report. You like you? golden showers. Did you have your on Diddy yet? See. Maybe. But do you really like to get on? <clears throat> I just be saying shit. You be saying shit. <laughs> it, was, it was a part of my card game. I got to promote my <laughs> Y'all better go get these Mission Roulette cards, baby. I'm going to spice it up. Like, what? Because there's nothing sexual about getting on. I mean, people got their sexual desires. Um, It's a lot of shit that it's just like, I don't like to swallow But you swallow. But you're not a swallower? Mm-mm. Why? I mean, it's definitely. I like the way it tastes. And I feel like I'm I ain't had breakfast. Swallowing. You just need to tell yeah. your man to I'm eat different. It don't taste like me. nothing. <laughs> wait, 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 not not only or any or in my mouth, no. Mm-mm. You don't like a man to call you? No, I do. I was just like being funny. What is this now? What happened? First off, she said she don't like how it tastes. Ladies, if your man has a bad taste, tell him to change his diet. Like more fruit? Yeah, more, I mean, more just more something that ain't what You know what also ruins it? Uh... Well, not pee. I'm talking about something else. What was that donut See talking me. about? See me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Watching my words. No, like, I remember dating a dude that had a lot of vitamins, creatine, supplements, and I was like, gee. It was like, it was acidic. Too much. It smelled <laughs> like pennies and iron. And I felt all the pennies vitamins coming iron. out. So what happened well, with well, the yellow dots on, on, rock, on, man? Hold on, hold on one second. Just, huh? If you're out there driving right now, yes. Sorry? Uh, you might want to change it, turn it down a little bit if you have young kids in the car, because I don't know where this conversation is about to go. Too I was late. about to say, how you think they got here? What's the yellow dots The kids rock? need to know how they got here. It's called science. That, that, is, that is true too, though. So what happened with you and Yellow Dot? Okay, Ciroc? so she actually confused. Yeah, yellow Dot. No, no Yellow Dot. Nah, she actually confused the story about squirting with the golden showers. Okay, all right. But you know what, guys? That's not on the okay. list. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, I mean, golden showers. It's funny that she said that there's nothing sexual about it. With a lot of kinks. Um, Intercourse doesn't have to take place for someone to be aroused by it. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden Showers was introduced to me. My, I had a partner that wanted me to do it to him. 
it took me a long time psychologically. Sex again is a lot more psychological than it is physical in, in the realm of a lot of things mm -hmm. and for whatever reason this is what he wanted and it took me forever to do it like so i had to go stage fright man I, I, yeah it was stage fright i had to go sit on the toilet act like i was gonna pee on the toilet then hold my pee and go back over Run to the back. shower because he was laid out in the shower because we didn't want to wet the bed up <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's class. that killer vibe though like All right <laughs> what what kills the vibe? You run to the toilet and then you gotta run back. Ivy, have you ever had sex in a shower? Yes. Okay, so you're in a, an element to to be By the way, to if, be kinky. Yeah, and if you like getting peed on, I don't think nothing can kill you. <laughs> All right, I guess you're right. Come on. You know, I don't I like that like. Carisha said there's nothing sexual about it. So what? I'm platonically just peeing on it. Like I don't really like that. Platonically <laughs> peeing on people. Like what's up, girls? Of, of, of semen correct, earlier. Correct. Uh, this is great talking about taste of it's semen Thursday. with you guys. It's almost a weekend, whatever. Because I'm sure y'all have tasted your own because that's what men should do as well. Uh, However, when it comes to... What? <laughs> However, what? when it comes what? to <laughs> pee... Wait, you guys you should... Wait, wait, wait. What? We should table this. Y'all have never... Tried it. No. I, I don't think, first of all, if we did, that'd be a hell of a rumor for rumor report. But that, <laughs> no, that never happened. Why? Why like, would that be like, uh, can I say this? Uh, <laughs> put man milk in my hand. I can say that. And then lick it? It just, just to try nah, it. Nah, B. Nope. <laughs> okay, so it never just shot up in your face on accident? No. All right. All right. Anyways, back to back I don't to science. Kind of right, back, back that's, that's a lot of volume, by uh, the way. I, I will say that's what that's a gift. that's one of the things that you have to do as well. Like you want to make sure your bladder is full if this is something that you're gonna do. But also drinking a lot of water because pee, of course, if you're not drinking or you're not hydrated, then there is a smell. There's a color. It's that's not great. I can just turn to a pee pee tutorial. I, mean, I, I mean, we were bringing like, the no, science to I will tell y'all this though. The good thing a about being a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I'm, Yo, so, I'm sorry, BET. I don't know. <laughs> First of all, we're supposed to be helping people. Get, you said no kink shaming, didn't you? That's true. That is true. And you you kind of shaming over there. So um, the good thing is, and I only learned this from when I was trying to pass the drug test at my corporate job. I was like, let me get this weed out. Literally, you could drink, I think it's like 32 ounces of water. And right after that, you'll literally turn clear. You just have to drink it within a two-hour time frame. Oh, so you applied that to now peeing on people. Hello? I ain't gonna hold you. The, the, the one, tomato, the one shocker. Tomato, the one bottle. shocker. If y'all have not done it yet, it's hot. Now I know the body is hot. I forgot how hot. Pee is hot, baby. So if it's if it's cold, if if it is in the wintertime, you might want to do it in the wintertime. Especially if you if you in New York that City is true. and your heat ain't hit on. Y'all know they control it with the building. I felt like that when here. I first heard uh, Young Miami say that. I'm like, it's too hot to be doing it's, that in Florida. Especially in Florida. Yeah, you're right. All right, all right, guys. I, did think all right. That. I really all right. did think there was another story. We'll get to later. We'll get to it later. Plies, he's, he's telling Biden he should pass a stink uh, poom poom, a poom poom law. That you know, there's too many poom pooms out there that stink. So that fits in the whole man. Y'all got y'all. Y'all got every story yeah. just for y'all. Story <laughs> tailor-made for horrible decisions this morning. Well, huh? we, we appreciate that the news worked out in this way, but I will say, <laughs> ladies, look into some natural resources for getting next your time. smell right. We'll talk about that we'll, next, we'll time, about next time. Oh. Next hour. Oh, Jesus yes. Christ. All right. Spent too much time on pee. My bad, y'all. <laughs> Guess right. it's going to keep being stacked. Now well, go use the bathroom. Well, if you're listening, we have front page news next, and the Isley Brothers will be joining us, so you can turn your radio back on. I promise we won't be doing no kink shame or anything with the Isley Brothers, right? Yeah, because pee ain't contagious. I don't think so. No, I don't so they don't pee every day? Who knows what they into? Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> Front page news next. Don't move. Tesla and Figaro will be joining us and the ladies from Horrible Decisions are here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. We got our guest hosts Weezy and Mandy B from Horrible Decisions here, and of course Teslin Figaro, who holds us down with front page news. Now, I'm um, start with sports quickly. 121-87, the Celtics beat the 76ers. And let's get right into it. Now, I seen yesterday a New York City subway rider was killed. A man put him in a chokehold? Yeah, this is a very unfortunate story that's going on in New York. Jordan Neely uh, was allegedly throwing trash on a subway, yelling at passengers, uh, acting erratically. Witnesses said that he was yelling, I don't have food, I don't have anything to eat, and I'm fed up. So things quickly escalated. 24-year-old Marine tried to subdue him by putting him in a chokehold uh, and held him down you know, so long that, uh, unfortunately, he lost his life. Now, this 24-year-old was brought in for questioning, but no charges have been filed. Uh, as of now, and activists are very upset by it. Uh, you guys have saw on social media, people have been talking about it. I know uh, some activists have been uh, developing protests around this and really, you know, trying to demand uh, that there's some type of justice. Uh, the mayor's office did uh, release a statement as well, saying that there are serious mental health issues in play here uh, and that this is why it's important that they continue to make investments uh, in mental health. And just, you know, again, we talked about this earlier uh, in the show about uh, veterans and the inability that a lot of them have to transition in civilian life. So again, this was a Marine that was also recently released from the military. And again, I'm not uh, advocating saying that, oh, that was justifiable or he shouldn't have did that. But just as a veteran myself, I just want to remind people that we cannot get enough resources uh, to help a military veterans transition mentally. Now, this is, again, I'm not assuming that he had a mental issue or anything like that. I just think it's a great conversation to have. I mean, clear, clearly it was something wrong. You know what I mean? I don't think you just wake up in the morning and decide you're going to choke somebody out if they weren't doing anything. To I would you. love to get more details, though, because it, one of the reasons why I don't ride the train and I will never ride the train and my daughter goes to school in New York City and I don't, don't allow her to ride the train is because as a kid, I would have to take the train to go to the city to go to work. And I've seen so many things on the train. I've seen people get their face slashed. I've seen uh, people attack people on the train. So I'm very wary about the train. And I always think about it. If somebody attacks me on the train or does something where I feel like my life is in jeopardy, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So like that's why I tell people, make sure we get the full facts of what happened before we make a, a, a judgment call. Because that's true. sometimes on that train, Ish happens. I didn't I watch that. the video. Did y'all watch the video? Everything you just said, right? Your life is in jeopardy when you get into a car. Your life is in jeopardy when you go to the mall, when you go to a store, your kids when they go to school. So to me, being not a New York native from Florida, having been on the train and rode it going to work every day, six train all the way down, to me, you see homeless people on the train, you mm-hmm. ignore them. I don't think I've ever feared for my life. So for oh, him I to... Have. To him, for, for him to put him in a chokehold to where he lost his life, I don't think that that's how that could have or should have been I agree. handled. I mean, even throwing food, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. What do you do? You get in the other car, you, I mean, roll your eyes. That's almost F. like the, 
the plight of a New Yorker is it dealing is. with somebody like, like that. I said, I, I, I saw the video, though. What happened in the video? Yeah, I can see the video. What yeah, from what, from what we can see from the video, and again, story still developing, so yeah. uh, what what I watched in the video, that guy did hold him in a chokehold unnecessarily time. for a long mm-hmm. period of time, mm-hmm. and you could literally see, and again, you know, going back, and this is a Marine, and I don't mean to, you know, talk about, you know, uh, certain branches of the military, but just again, as a veteran, there is a, a lot of veterans have this, I'm going to rush in and you know and 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 yep. save the day or mm-hmm. I'm going to rush in and, and stop the situation and from what it appears this guy was not a threat yeah. and he held him down you know and and just literally choked him out was he bothering uh, you know, anybody he was the guy bothering anybody he was, he was yelling like that he was fed everybody up he was hungry somebody mm-hmm. in new york everybody mm-hmm. but he's right. hungry so <laughs> Exactly. So yelling's not a reason yelling to put somebody on the ground mm-hmm. and restrain him and choke him out, you know, for an extended period of time. I mean, you could literally see him choke the life out of him. So yeah. what, what's crazy though, if that's the case, you know, not one person intervened. Like I understand folks wanting to mind their business and you really don't know what's going on, but nobody like no, so that's what New Yorkers don't all? do. Like, New Yorkers don't what? intervene. Nobody told him to stop, like I nothing. Do, I no, do they were they were helping hold him down. Though, right? They were intervening, helping him hold him down. Yeah, nobody really. was intervening saying, Okay, that's enough. That's you got yeah. him, you know, so, but that's why I right. said is there more to the story because I, yes. the little clip I seen there was a couple people on him uh, holding him down which seems, it was like yeah, which people, seems weird yeah. you know what I mean that's why I said oh, I didn't maybe, know that part maybe, maybe there's more to the story I don't know but yeah. like I said remember my wife got slashed in the face on mm. some wild mm. so when it comes to yeah. people I don't play with people People don't play with me. Right. Leave me alone. I'll leave yeah. you alone. Because <laughs> if you come in my space, I'm going to defend you... myself to a point where I don't, because I don't know what you have on you. But what's your space? Is your space considered the train car? If I'm sitting in my chair, don't come in my, don't, don't, don't come over me, around me, touch me, nowhere near me. But that, that's how point, I feel. But why put your hands on, for me, I leave. Do not walk away. When Even if I'm like walking down the street and I see people arguing, I'd be like, let me go the other way. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah, yeah. people on a train follow people to other cars. Like, I've seen wild stuff on the train. The reason why I don't take trains. But I don't know what happened in this case, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't have all the information. Yeah, I don't have it all. That's right. what I'm saying. I wish we could get all the information to see what actually happened before everybody just makes a decision. Because I don't even think the guy was charged. Was charged. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he hasn't been. Was charged. So let's also keep in mind what color he was. What color was he? Mm-hmm. White. And, and, white? A, and it's um, a black man yeah, that he oh, choked wow. to death. I didn't realize. I didn't yeah. See yep. A white man sound? choked out a black man. I didn't know that it was more than one person holding him down. When you say that, it makes me like wonder, well, what else happened? I think there was like a total of three people. Well, let's just keep in mind if there was a black Marine that was choking out a white homeless man. Do you not think he'd be charged by now? Absolutely, absolutely. So at, at again, these stories happen, and then we don't we don't have all the facts yet. Yep. You know, and I'll, I'll definitely stay on top of this and see what's what's going on. But just from what I could see, you know, what they were spreading around on absolutely. social media, he certainly held them down for a, a, a long period of time. And it just kind of reminds me, just as a as a side note, you remember I, when I came to the Breakfast Club and uh, was advocating years ago for Donald Neely. Remember the mental illness I remember that. guy? Yeah. Remember, and he and his this guy's name is Jordan Neely. So it just kind of reminded me, and they put a you know rope around Donald Neely's neck and paraded him through Galveston, Texas, for those who are not familiar with that story. Mm. story. But it just reminds me again, here we are again, how do we deal with our mentally ill, you know, Americans and, and how do we fix that and how many investments can we put in it? Will it ever stop? Of course not. Um, but but there's a lot, you know, that New York has obviously been talking about this for years. So Yeah, and I yeah, think that also... Man, he, I, that I, man definitely shouldn't be, be dead. Though. No, he should definitely I mean, if shouldn't be dead. If three people could have just... If, if he was... 
threatening them like they said. Three people could have just held him held down. Held him down, yeah. Until and, the police came. They and we need more, uh, I don't even want to say police presence, but you need police presence and presence of people that can actually help in those situations. I thought and, they did. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to tell you, even on the train, the police is there. They are there. I'm scared to smoke legal weed. There's so much police. There is so many police, and they have the undercovers, the police presence. That's why they were holding them for 15 minutes, and for 15 minutes, nobody came down. That's what I thought. I swear, I thought Eric Adams put more police on the subway. Police there, but the police aren't in every train cart. This took place it's, on the exactly. train. Mm. This took place on the train. Fifteen minutes and nobody could call yeah. somebody because it wasn't like three minutes. Fifteen minutes yeah, they said. Uh, well, I know Tess. I know you had another story, but we we, we got to go. No, this was a great discussion. No, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yes. to be here. But get the whiteboard out for the ladies on the words what they can and cannot say. <laughs> Envy is adding words Do we got now? another 30 seconds real quick? They're <laughs> adding it every 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I, I really want to just say, um, just to bring it to another part, just some kindness goes a long way. I used to live on 54th and 8th to, when I was going to work back in the day when you remember when we had regular jobs. On Wall Street. Okay. Okay. And I will say, like, I would even make packages for people that I was about to see homeless people down there. If I had to go food mm-hmm. from the night before, I'd bring it with me. Anytime I go to a hotel, shampoo, conditioner, mouthwash, just carrying those little things for you all that live in a city where you see people. Yep. Keep it in the trunk. It goes a long way. And sometimes that little bit of kindness will really keep somebody from being hungry. And I'm not saying he deserved to berate everybody on a train, but I can't imagine being hungry for days. He didn't days. deserve to die. Yeah. yeah. No, he definitely didn't deserve, he didn't deserve to die. Not. All right. Well, thank you, Taz. See you tomorrow. And make sure you subscribe to uh, Tesla Figueroa's podcast, The Straight Shot, No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. All right. Now, when we come back, the Isley Brothers will be joining us. So we're going to throw it back a little bit with the Isley Brothers. Yes, indeed. Throw it back? We can throw it back with the Isley Brothers. Well, not that type of. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not oh, that darn. type of throw it back. They got money. <laughs> <laughs> they got money. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. If we caught a twist and shout and shout, and they like watched us. And uh, my father always wanted us to be self-contained. Ernie started playing drums, and then he went to playing guitar. Then my little brother played bass. Then my brother-in-law was playing keyboards. And we became that self-contained group. Your father said, let's not pay anybody on the outside anymore. Daddy said, keep all the money. Now, was that like, Ernie, did you, was that self-taught, those instruments? Yes. Wow. I started with drums first. Yeah, at the time, Jimi Hendrix was limping at the house, you know. And he was playing. Just going to throw that name out Just going to throw that name Yeah, he was there, you know, like March of 63 to like November of 65. Why was Jimi Hendrix just living at your house? Well, he was a guitar player, you know. Okay. Oh. And so, you know, we watched him. Ernie watched him. We didn't know Ernie was going to wind up playing guitar because he was playing drums at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, Ernie started playing the guitar. And uh, when I wrote the song, It's Your Thing, you know, Ernie picked up his bass and started playing a bass. I said, hey, you need to play bass on this song. And he played bass on It's Your Thing from that time on. And did y'all have the problem early on with uh, owning your own masters and, and, and stuff like that? Did y'all own that? and Or if not, did y'all get it back? Yes, we own some of them. Mm-hmm. It started at a record company, Teaneck Records. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the way up to this point now, I have another company, which is R.I. Top 10, and uh, it owns everything. How, how, how do y'all only own some of it? Like, don't, don't the masters re- go back to you after a certain point? Well, it's all according to what you sign. Gotcha. You know, we had certain clauses in our contract that after 10 years, we would it all would come back. Y'all, y'all should have been in debt eight times already, right? 
Hell yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's good though to have you I mean, with the what what's going on with Ed Sharon and this Marvin Gaye situation? Have you all I don't know if you know what's going on, but uh Ed Sharon is, is being sued by Marvin Gaye's uh, family mm. over sampling. Have you all ever heard something and you were like, Wait a minute That's us. Right, right. That that, that sounds like us. Have y'all ever been like, wait a minute? Well, the rappers always uh, had respect for our work. I love it when you call me Big Pop. Big oh, that's Between the Sheets. Between and, the uh, Sheets, yeah. Today was a good day. Uh, Ice, Ice Cube, Cube, that was Footsteps in the Dark. Uh, there's a very strong association. We have more samples than anybody in, 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 in the industry. Over, over a thousand yeah. samples. Do you have to clear everything yeah, that you I'll listen to? It before yes, we have mm-hmm. to clear so when you heard Biggie, right? The first time you heard Biggie, right? Yeah. I'm sure Puff called y'all. And y'all heard the stuff that Biggie was talking about. What was your first mind frame? Because I'm sure Puff, it was was it Puff that called you? We flipped out. Yeah, <laughs> we flipped out. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I knew he had a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was done in such a signature way for him. You know, I'll see you some ladies tonight. Did you ever my baby? I started laughing when I. Yeah. <laughs> But I knew it was a hit. I knew I knew it was a hit though. You didn't reach out though. You didn't reach out before. Oh yeah, yeah he did. But you knew it was a hit. We were at the studio together talking about doing. You know, he wanted to do other records with us. You know. Oh, you were in the studio with Big. Yes, and Puffy. Puffy did a couple of couple of records with us. You know. So then you turned to villain, Mr. Biggs. Yeah, you know, for a long time, that's what everybody looked at you as, Mr. Biggs. Yeah. So, so how was that? that Whose idea was that? Was yours? Or was Kel's? Or R. Kelly wrote the song "Keeping on a Download," and mm-hmm. he said, "I, I wrote the, this song. I see you doing it. And my mother wanted you to do it, and so I listened at the record." Did you know who he was at the time? Huh? Did you know who he was at the time? Yeah. Okay. He, he had out. Uh, I think he body called him or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And so his mother was a big fan of ours. So she had taught him all our songs. Mm-hmm. And so we got together to do download. And he said, I see you being Mr. Big. I want you, we're going to come in. Uh, we're going to do this video. We want. I want to hear your foot when you come in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's how the video was. Mm-hmm. Hey, R. Kelly was is really a genius, mm-hmm. man. And with doing music, and we went on, we did other songs, Contagious, Contagious. Uh, number one albums with him, and uh, sold millions of records. Any fear at the time? Because you were, you know, you were shout and you were between the sheets, and now you were the villain, yeah. and Mr. Biggs. You know what I mean? With the, with the cane, with the sword right. on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, my brother gave me the cane. My brother took a picture with the cane. Rudolph. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rudolph. I, just, I didn't know about the cane would wind up being a video talking about you gonna hit me with the cane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But uh, hey, man, this has been wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Let me say. We watch you guys. I, I know everything that you do. Thank you. And I, I think what you're doing is so great, man. And never stop doing well, thank it. Thank you. Yeah, amen. Thank you. I feel, like, I feel like you've been the villain before, though. I'm sure, you know, some man has approached you about being with a woman. What does tour life look for y'all, you know, yeah. after all of these years? It ain't like it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. What does tour life look for y'all now? You know, uh, we wouldn't know what to do if we weren't doing a tour or uh, mm. we weren't singing. And then 
seeing the response from the people, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with the Osley Brothers. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Osley Brothers. Who was your biggest competition back then, if there was any? Black, meaning black competition. James Brown. James Brown. Uh, Sam Cooke. You know, Jackie Wilson. Oof. When, when we were on the show with them, they couldn't go on, man. When we did that song, we shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When y'all wrote music, was y'all trying to be like, no, we need to make a record that they know that they can't follow. That's right? what that, that's what we were looking for. And we hit that when we hit It's Your Thing. And from that point on, it was, it was, it went... Hey, what inspired that? That that was kind of like the Bobby Brown, my prerogative with that. <laughs> yeah, that was a dream that I had. I said, um, when I woke up, I started humming the song. I said, no, I did, I, it's not gonna get away. And I went down to my mother's house, and uh, Ernie was there. He picked up his bass. You know, I said, I got this song, me and my brother, and I sung it for him. It went in the studio, and uh, I did it one time in the mm-hmm. studio. Mm-hmm. Sang it one time while the band was playing. And, and then they say, well, it's time to do do our part. I say, hey, I, I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> so it came to you in a dream? It, yeah. It wasn't like a phrase y'all was saying or nothing like that? came to me in the dream. And uh, at the time, people were saying, it's your thing. Do your do your thing. Or that, you know, that expression was out. But uh came to me in a dream, you know. Now, what about Between the Sheets? How, how did that, how was that song? Yes. Yeah. Uh, between the sheets, there's a commercial you used to watch. You can still see it on uh, your computer. Chanel number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, woman was at a far end of the pool, mm-hmm. and the guy was at the opposite end. And he dove into the water, and he came up through her leg. And they said shared a fantasy. And I always liked that commercial. And I had my guitar with me with the uh, sound down, and I thought, what would the music be like? And I started playing the chords to Between the Sheets. Mm. <laughs> Genius. And then we got into the studio, Marvin and Chris, and uh, he said, hey, man, okay, yeah, you got any lyrics? I got the music. You got any lyrics? I said, yeah, hey, girl, ain't no mystery, at least as far as I can see. I want to keep you here, laying next to me, sharing our love. And I was stuck when Chris picked up a legal pad and said, sharing our love between the sheets. I said, there you go. And Marvin polished off the rest of the song lyrically. Wow. What was what was the young lady that, that gave you that inspiration besides that? Because she... Oh no! No, see, see, no, no, you see, no, you see, like that's, you know, when I, uh, I refer to that person as my muse. Okay. <laughs> you know, right. so that could be anyone. That's you know, right. it could be one of my guitars, for example. I think of all my guitars as female. Have you ever written a song for someone else and then said, "Dang, oh, should have kept that song." <laughs> one time, you know, we, I think we were thinking about the money, and I said, "Hey, Aretha Franklin should do this your thing." <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we were trying to get fifteen thousand dollars for it. Mm. Aretha Franklin uh, was late at the studio. And she didn't come in. Damn, oh, so Reefa Franklin was going. That was, she, was, she took the record. She, oh, no. Mm. Oh, she, she wanted her to hear it. Yeah, yeah get okay. her. She was one of my girlfriends. This is the time. Wait, wait, you dated Reefa too? Wait, what? Yeah. Y'all ain't even playing. He didn't say that was his girlfriend. He said that was one of his girlfriends. At the time. So she was mad at you and she didn't show up? She was late in getting to the studio. And she didn't do the song. How do you fix that argument later on? Because, you know. I know you crushed that. 
Or did she curse you out for giving away her record? Taking her record? Yeah. How many, how many so girlfriends many. did you have back yeah, then? Yeah, I got so many stuff. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was so young, man. And uh, it wasn't like the girlfriends that you guys have now. You know, <laughs> it was just like talking about music. And uh, she was... Story, you sticking with it? Yeah, you know, it wasn't that I get up. Y'all, y'all weren't between the sheets is what you say. You know... <laughs> I was. <laughs> I have on my telephone from that time to now, Aretha Franklin. We talk maybe two and three times a week. Even when she died, you know, she. We were the best of friends. Okay. Uh, right. My wife suggested that she used Jennifer Hudson in a movie. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I said, well, I thought you were going to do Holly Berry. He said, Jennifer would be the, you know, the person for a movie. Mm-hmm. Jennifer came to see her that day, and she sang a song to her. So you know what that song is? And Jennifer said, she, she said, that's one of the Isley Brothers songs. It was the, it was the last song she sang. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I, mm. I, first, that's how tight we were. Mm. I look at this and I look at the span of you know, how long you've been. What if you could just, is there a story of the craziest thing someone did on stage to get your attention or in the audience? Because that'd probably be something I did, chase the tour bus or something like that. But was there ever <laughs> anything? Did anybody throw anything on stage, jump on stage? Were there ever I'm, any, I'm sure I, I was on the stage moment. singing uh, uh, Lucille and I fell on my knees and had my eyes closed and, and a lady threw a dress over me. Uh, what? No underwear. Oh, I thought you were going to say What'd it smell like? <laughs> what it smell like? Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Was there any songs that y'all did that y'all didn't believe in, but it, it ended up being a hit? When I when I came down to the uh, the house for them to do uh, the song, Love the One You With, mm-hmm. they said, hey, man. I said, hey, man, we're going to do this song. That's what we're going to do. And it was a smash for us, mm-hmm. you know. Why you didn't like it? No. Well, to be honest, I think at that time I was growing into whatever musician or songwriter I was eventually going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times, whatever you're going to do in the future, you can't see, but you'll have a feeling. You know, you don't know until you know until you do it. You know, you listen to all your music and nothing sounds the same. Was that something that you made sure that you focused on and make sure that nothing was ever similar? You know, because Shout didn't sound like Between the Sheets, which didn't sound like this. Like, like it was totally different, you know? I remember when CBS first heard that lady, they said, well, it doesn't sound like it's your thing. It doesn't have trumpets or saxophones on it, but we like it. That uh, you got elements of uh, R&B, uh, dance, funk. But you also got a lead guitar sound on there. That's unusual. That was the time that Clyde Davis signed us. He was the one that listened to it. And he had a serious ear. He knew what a hit was. And he did say uh, it should be another verse. We went back in the studio and Ernie wrote another verse because we uh, needed three verses. At that time, yeah. And then when we came back, Sony fired Clyde Davis for some bar misfits or something he mm-hmm. gave and this and that. We said, well, hey, oh, so. we, just, hey we just signed it. Don't worry about that. Your record will be out so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. And while we were arguing about Clyde Davis, Record oh. went number one, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was a time that you and, uh, of course, the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind & Fire, I mean, y'all yeah. were at the top of the top. 
these two groups, did you all become friends? Did you know each other at that time? Oh, man, my brother was crazy about them. And, uh, you know, I thought they was, like, so creative. Mm-hmm. My my brother was uh, friends with... Uh, uh, Verdeen. Verdeen. Mar- Marvin and Verdeen. Yeah. Being both bass players. All the time. When they had... That's the way That's world. the way of the world. We would have had our record out at the same time our biggest album which was the heat is on would fight the power mm-hmm. but my brother was arguing with me the brother rudolph mm-hmm. because he said uh it's another song we should have an album when i was back no we could have six songs there's three slow songs in the album on one side and three on the fast side fight the power so we were arguing back and forth and and that argument went on so long and uh we didn't release our records at the same time but anyway they had the the record was so successful and our record was the biggest we ever had all right well don't move we got more with the osley brothers when we come back and kim whitley's joining us as well it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with the osley brothers and with all these records that, that you've written and produced and sang, and we, I mean, you keep talking about records, and I'm like, damn, that's a lot of records and commercials and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Was there ever a time where things got tight at all in the industry? No. Well, when 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 Marvin Gaye came up with uh, the sexual, sexual healing, healing. he came up with in between the sheets. Mm-hmm. When uh, Teddy Prendergrass did. Turn off the lights, which we took him on tour with us all the time, and, and close the door. We came up with uh, "Don't say goodnight. Don't say good night," and we would call him on the phone. Hey, so and so and so, we'd laugh and talk yeah, about that. I was making this record to each other. This <laughs> record back then, right? <laughs> so it was all friendly competition between the, the, all the legends. Yeah. Oh no no no! Keep going. <laughs> You're not gonna just throw that out. There was people that that y'all actually had real beef with. I'm sure the beef is dead now. So right, right, right. Uh, the one beef I did have, wind up having, was with uh, Michael Bolton. Mm. Michael when he Bolton. Did, Love is a wonderful thing. Did, mm-hmm. did one of our songs, you know, and we went to court. Went to court for so many years. You know, we won that case, and it's in the book of Guinness because it's a, the biggest money case that he had to pay. Yeah, oh, he yes. just went out and sung, sung one of your songs. Yeah, yeah. Just, just love is wonderful. But he did. But he and wasn't I, trying I, to And credit. I wanted him to, you know, hey man. Settle this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He didn't want to settle. And, hey, we went to court, and he had a hundred lawyers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we yep. won the case. Damn so colonizer! He just gonna come in. Oh, he sued his lawyers. Then he sued his lawyers out for losing. I think that case was for for eight eight million dollars. You know. Jesus. Huh. Did, Did you ever pay? Did oh, you yeah. pay all the money? You got all yeah. your money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why yeah. they didn't have any problems. Yeah, that's why one, they one of the reasons. Er, Ernie, uh, you, mm-hmm. do you think R&B is dead? I meant to ask you that earlier. No. Okay. No, no, no. Not as long as there's all of that music waiting to be discovered or rediscovered. And of course, you know, well, we have a lot of divine grace still being here. And with our track record and the way that we pursue the music ourselves, no, it, it's anything but dead. It's more alive now than ever. Now, do people call you or do you call, like, Beyonce? Or do people call you or you call them? Like, how does that 
magic come together constantly. Well, I called her. I called her. I called her. You know, we were talking about doing the song early in her career. Mm -hmm. But uh, I called her mother. Her mother called her. And she said, yes, you know, she's oh, a beautiful woman, yeah, man. That's that, that's the biggest record for her right now, R&B right mm-hmm. now. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's still number yeah, one in California. I wonder what inspires y'all now, because when you speak about how y'all were inspired by Marvin and Teddy Pendergrass, like, who do y'all look around to now and get inspired by? Wow. Yeah, it, I look at uh, it's some of the rappers still that we're doing records with now. Uh Takeoff and Quavo did a record with us, and we were talking about you know what we was gonna do and what his death came about. Man, it's just you know. So y'all did a record with him on his project? Oh no, on ours, yeah, on ours. And we did a record with Two Chain. Mm -hmm. Then we did a record with Rick Ross. Mm -hmm. Then we did with Snoop Dogg. You know, I already. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. I I did a couple of songs with him. We won the Grammy. I love myself. Uh, I love that record too. Yeah, like it, on that record. Like it was uh, like who's that lady? You know. Right, right, right. What, what happened to what happened to like the other members of the group? Did it ever sadden y'all that y'all look? It's just y'all two now. Yeah. Uh, well, my older brother passed, and my younger brother passed. Right. Um, my brother Rudolph he decided to. Uh, Going to his ministry, mm-hmm. so you know it's just me and Ernie now. Mm-hmm. You know, do y'all ever feel yeah. peerless because you know so many of your peers have transitioned? And- uh, you know, I think about my brothers, and mm-hmm. I think about you know, mm-hmm. I, it's not a day that goes mm-hmm. by yeah, without me thinking about yeah. my older brother because mm-hmm. he was yeah, he's he's incredible. You know, yep. you know, I, I think about him being in heaven and watching. Yeah. Sending down prayers for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Watching yeah. over you, brothers. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. The family what, bond. What, what about artists? Other artists that, you know, y'all might have been close with that transition? I, yeah. I, I think about people like Sam Cook. Uh, Marvin Gaye's a very good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackie Wilson was very, very close to us. James Brown was. He was crazy about us, mm-hmm. you know. People like Burt Backrack. I did an album with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of my best albums. He's singing his songs. He just passed. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. we were crazy about him, mm-hmm. you know. And I could go on and on. You know, people like Jimi Hendrix and all, you just... Oh, my God, I got to get better friends. And Aretha Franklin was my best friend, mm-hmm. and Aretha. you know. When you, when you started making all that money, right, do you remember your first big expensive thing that you bought, and what, what was it? Well, I, I remember my first our first gig that we made, like, $500 between the brothers, just the three brothers, and, and that, yeah, we went to one of those uh, thrift shops. Thrift shop, yep. Man, I went in there and bought me, a, we all bought different suits, and I think we thought that was $500. About $500. Yeah. Wow. That was suits was $10. Yeah. <laughs> $20. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, 10 of them. Yeah. That's great. That was what you remember. Look at that. And, and, uh, that was I, a great know, I wanted to know, when the Versus thing happened, how, how did that come about? Who called you and said, this oh. Versus thing is going on, and, and what made you say, you know what, this is going to be a great idea? Uh, well, my friend, uh, Red Walker, mm-hmm. uh, he called me, and he talked on the phone for just hours and hours, and y'all should do this. And he called Switz, and I talked to Switz, you know, and we were talked over and over and over. I don't know if we want to do this. We had this record that, you know, friends and family 
And so I said, well, maybe we should do this. We said, with Earth, and, Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, when they call them, they said yes. And we said yes. And then, said, well, it's going to be. And then Steve Harvey called. Mm-hmm. I, I got I to be the host there. Yeah. And it was good because families got to watch it. My young kids, my parents, yeah. me. Yeah. So it was good. Now, now, is, is it true y'all got your own liquor coming out? Oh, yeah. I know it's burnt. I know it's burnt. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right there. There you go, right there. Yeah, I had it in my purse. You had it in your purse? I mean, just have your purse. Right, right. We got some Ronald Isley. Brandy and vodka. Vodka and we got... Brandy. Brandy. And Contagious is the name of the brand. The brown. That's Brandy. This vodka right here. Look at that right here. Look at that. Ronald Isley liquid gold. How many babies you can make with this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Now we gotta ask. I, I, you know, I'm looking in the corner over there, and I see a guitar just sitting there. And people don't bring guitars unless they want to use two guitars. It. Oh, two guitars. Two. Mm-hmm. People don't bring two guitars unless they want to use. It. I mean, we That's got millions true. of people. They the Osley brothers. We, we, we on BET, right? I carry my guitars with me. You know, like uh, uh, the character in Peanuts always has a piano. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I do. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, very, it's you know, it's a very uh, secure thing that for me, really, that emotionally to have. So I, you know, I knew we were coming here. So it's like, yes, I'll bring my guitars. I don't know whether or not I'll play them, but you know, I just have them, have them with me. All right, well, we yeah. appreciate your brothers for joining us. Yeah, all, all right, right, man. No, we thank you so much, and thank you all you guys who contributed to this this industry and to, yeah, man. to this world, man. Thank yeah. you, brothers. Y'all are, y'all are thank icons, you. absolutely. Man, yeah. Thank way. you, man. Thank absolutely. You. Well, it's the Isley Brothers. It's the Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests. But with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. Yo, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy. I just want y'all to know that there's a spirited conversation happening behind the scenes between Ebony K. Williams and uh, DJ Envy. Ebony will be here next hour. What up, Ab? Okay. <laughs> very spirited conversation. Does it Bay, was great. Does okay. Beige Rage come back? Huh? Does Beige Rage nah, come back? No, I don't think Beige Rage came back. Man, okay. you came back. Ebony, huh? You said, I'll let you talk. You I'll talk. Was, I'll beige, was it there? Yeah. The Beige Rage oh, the was beige there. Rage was Ebony there. said the Beige Rage was there. Make sure y'all go get Ebony's book, Bet on Black. And we are going to do a bus campaign for Ebony's book. We're going to yes! put the book. <laughs> y'all about to see Ebony on the bus, y'all. Listen, I, I feel like Ebony hates me now, but I really did feel like a bus ad. No, I said Ebony hates me now. But I really do feel like a bus ad is like fun and funny. Like, You know what I'm saying? Because Ebony's got her book. She's got her shows. She's got her podcast. Like, I'm telling you. We're going to talk to Ebony next hour, though. Yeah, we're going to talk to her next hour. But let's get to the rumors. Let's go. Let's go. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Yes. On The Breakfast Club. All right. Now, ladies from uh, Horrible Decisions are here with us. Weezy and Mandy B. They are our guest co-hosts for today. Hey, hey. Yeah, co-hosts. They came up here and stepped in some ish this morning, huh? Listen. Ooh, it was fun to watch Listen. you fight. <laughs> Yo, shut up, man. <laughs> right, well, Nelly up? and Ashanti are back together. That's what people are saying. And they're saying they're very happy after their 2013 split. They said that they were spotted together at the fight and a bunch of parties after and even doing a performance together at a pool party. What do you guys think? Like it? Love it? Hate it? What? And love I mean, it. I'm here for a double back. I think that especially if someone put it down and you like them and mm-hmm. you take some time apart and it doesn't work out to come back together might might make sense. I'll tell I you mean, what, Ashanti all... fine. He saw some pictures. He grabbed that thing back. Oh, yeah. She looking beautiful out here. I mean, we all kind of are, have championed J-Lo and Ben getting back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's the year of the double back. They they waited 10 years and got back. So What do they call that? Re- the re-spinning the block? They re-spent the block. Okay. No, wait. Spinning the block is the re-spin. Yeah, it's the re-spin. Oh, spin. spinning <laughs> the block. <laughs> Just trying to keep up here. All right. <laughs> now, Plies has a serious message. Uh, he hit Joe Biden yesterday. He not serious. Yes, he did. He said, Joe Biden, you should pass a stank poom poom law. Any poom poom stank, 30 days in the county jail, no bond, non-negotiable. Uh, send this to Congress immediately. You think Joe seeing his stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, for some reason, I feel like we're so unserious as a country. And our government is so unserious that somebody in the White House would show him that. Yeah, look, look, look what Plyce said about see. you, President Biden. 
Uh, yes. I, I, you think I, so? I, yes. I don't know. Y'all, y'all, none of y'all really know how to pull the skin back sometimes. There's a Whoa. smell that's not Hold only on. going to women. I am what? I mean, for every stank poom poom, it's probably a man that got you there. Boom! Jesus Christ. So you know what? Yeah, if you're talking about sending someone or imprisonment or whatever, the man that got you there why is definitely... Why do men gotta get blamed for everything? Why am I getting... Why do men get blamed for y'all stank poom poom? Ladies, let me give you a tip. Sometimes we... You, you men the mess up problem. the page balance. Yeah, y'all mess up the Sometimes. Don't sometimes. say men. Like, it's, that's the thing. Like, just all men mess so up So see, you added a balance. word. We didn't say all men. We, we are said, speaking about women. You said men, though. Men, but so I you got to say, say some men. When you got, you have to put some in front of men because if you don't put some, then it's a generalization. Well, I'll tell y'all what. Get some tea tree oil suppositories. Clean that <laughs> thing out. Let it melt overnight. Get that Jesus. stank out of there. And you know what? Matter of fact, why don't you sage the poom poom too? That helps. Jesus Christ. Not Jesus. Saging Bad the poom poom. If you got to do all that, you got to keep it to yourself. If you got to sage your poom poom, <laughs> you got to sage, <laughs> sage your poom poom, you need to be celibate. Okay, go, I'm going to be real with you. Rose. Sometimes great. What's the word I can find on this? Oh boy. <laughs> a great thing mm-hmm. is 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 hard to run from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you know what bill I want to pass? What? Men who don't know they condom size. Fellas, if you out here putting on condoms that are ending up getting stuck in our poom pooms, making the poom poom have a smell, because now we got to go fishing because it wasn't your size to begin with, Amanda, you, you should go to jail. Why is Mandy, Mandy talking, now right? You need to, now you need, that's something you need to pass to <laughs> President Biden. Now that's know, know your size. <laughs> well, the larger issue with men not wearing their proper condom size is that's one. That's not a larger larger issue. issue. <laughs> the smaller issue. No, smaller. men that have bigger penises that wear smaller condoms, that's when it ends up popping, breaking, mm. and you end up with an STD and or unwanted and Amari talking about that ain't my baby. So sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and again, I apologize for everybody that got your kids in the car. I'm sorry. I should have should have warned you first. What's now, that, uh, Poom Poom? Kanye. It seems like he's a troll. He's trolling Adidas allegedly. They're saying that he just purchased a new place to have his headquarters, and it's next to an Adidas store in Los Angeles. People he, are saying he's a jokester. This is what he wants to do, and he just wants to. Uh, make it known that he is continued better than Adidas. No, he's just a D. I can't say the rest of the word. Yeah, he did He did the same thing when he moved out of the house with Kim and, and bought the house, bought the the house right across you know the street. really so. trolling? Walk around with them damn socks on. I was literally shopping at the Webster. Shout out to the girl there. And she was like, Kanye was in here with no shoes on. He's trying out some new like sock type of shoe thing where it's like thicker sole. Like, oh, that was real? Yes, it's but real. I thought that was AI because I saw him. He had the uh, leggings on. Y'all saw the leggings. Oh, I thought that was AI. I didn't, he, I, he hey, be doing those pictures of the Pope. Kanye thick, thick, thick. He is really walking him. around LA with no <laughs> shoes on. Thick. Kanye is thick, thick. Out here looking like them girls that be wearing them leggings. I see you, Kanye, with your thick ass. Uh-huh. Leggings by Ye oh, is crazy. Look, leggings, leggings by Ye. Makes all his girlfriends wear him on their face, so. That's a good point. That's a good point. He took the mask off his face and got him on his ass now. Bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was out to eat in LA, and honestly, since I've lived in LA, I've learned so much. Like, these celebrities are really out everywhere. If I was out eating and seeing one of them girls with the stocking on, I would freak out because it's like a fetish in real life. That is absolutely a kink. And I realized I've been watching Kanye play his kink out Mm -hmm. in public. Mm -hmm. Stocking. And the Adidas employees actually was talking about how that man was making them watch porn in the office. So, listen. Jesus. We're going right. to let him walk out here in his kinks because we, we don't kink shame. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, next hour, Ebony K. Williams will be joining us. Uh, we uh, spoke about her the last two days about uh, her comments on dating bus drivers and her double downing. And we're going to talk to her when we come back. Which we uh, should have done from the beginning, though. Because that's our people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Shout out to Queen Ebony. Yes. All right. And you got a donkey today? Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, uh, man. There's a man named Paul Belosi of Hicksville. Uh, he needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. I didn't know people were still smuggling drugs in this way, but we'll talk about it. Oh. Oh. Is it a place that we can't say on when they live? <laughs> it has nothing to do with a body. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, yes. Jesus Christ. Why did that turn y'all on? You said it's a so fast. Because they do have to put a lot of lube on it to put it in. Okay. okay. Anyway, right. They actually okay. call that nature's pocket. Go to commercial, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's the breakfast club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Pete Davidson is everywhere. And now everywhere includes Buckkiss, his new semi-autobiographical comedy series on Peacock, also starring Eddie Falco and Joe Pesci. Buckkiss screams May 4th only on Peacock. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heel. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. We're donkeys. Yeah, donkey of the day. Put your headphones on, man. I am. Got a moisturizer. Come on, donkey of the day for Thursday, May fourth. <laughs> Why uh, are you so rough when you do it too? <laughs> huh? So rough. I know. My, dermatolo- so my dermatologist hates that. By the way. Okay. Uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, May fourth goes to a 55 year old man named Paul Belosi of Hicksville. Uh, I have no idea what Hicksville is, but I can only assume it's a town full of hicks. Well, this hick clearly believes in a creed that a great urban philosopher by the name of Pastor Young, Jeezy that is, once delivered, and that creed is <laughs> trap or die. Okay, in this case, trap or fly, because that is exactly what Paul was attempting to do, because Paul is an American Airlines mechanic who worked at JFK Airport, and he was found guilty Thursday of trying to smuggle over $300,000 worth of cocaine stashed in a hidden compartment under the cockpit. Let's go to CBS News for the report, please. An American Airlines mechanic has been convicted of smuggling cocaine through JFK Airport. Paul Beloisi was found guilty of trying to transport 10 bricks of the drug from Jamaica in 2020. The cocaine was hidden inside an electronics compartment beneath the plane's cockpit. Prosecutors say the drugs were discovered when the flight was selected for a routine search by Customs and Border Patrol. Officers caught Beloisi by replacing the 25 pounds of cocaine with fakes in waiting to see who would come to retrieve it. The mechanic faces up to 20 years in prison. Come on, man. 25 pounds of cocaine trying to get trying to smuggle on a plane. Who still does that? Y'all watch Cocaine Bricks? Bear the movie? Mm-mm. No, I never saw it. Basically, I heard about it. it was uh it was a true story where mm-hmm. a plane that was carrying cocaine crashed in some kind of forest and the bears got high. I heard about and it. And went crazy. And, it, and honestly, like when you first said how do people still do this? I don't see how they don't. I mean, literally, the fact that he did it is probably because he's been getting away. Yeah, he's been probably doing this for a long time. No, I agree. This is probably number 10 And what kind of pit was it? A cockpit. Yes. Oh, oh. Got him. We in the building. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. No, I mean, it's crazy because uh, this is clearly happening. Uh, did you see the BBLs? Oh, the, the girls that just got a BBL, they got pulled over from a, a, no. a traffic stop. And literally, she had to lay down in the back seat because her butt, she couldn't sit on it. And she said, can I just can I just get away with a warning? She was found, um, oh, God, I think they had 150 pounds of weed. In her BBL? In a, in a Sienna. In a Sienna van in their luggage. Damn. Oh, um, I thought it was in the BBL, man. No, it wasn't in the BBL, <laughs> but she's laying down in the back of the seat because she yeah. can't sit on her BBL. I, I, I do. And agree. now she got to go to jail with her BBL. I agree with a lot of what y'all <laughs> saying, especially about uh, the, the movie thing, because I feel like, you know, Pablo Paul has watched one too many episodes of Sm- Snowfall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because smuggling cocaine in the plane's electronic compartment like it's a glove box in a car, that's kind of wild. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that why flights have two hour delays? 
Imagine hearing you missed your connecting flight because Paul was inspired by season one of BMF. Mm. Right? That's crazy. Now I would I don't knock nobody's hustle, but when the hustle is executed like Tyreek in season one of Power, it's a problem. Okay? And Paul got caught because the police actually swapped out his drugs with dummy bricks that have a luminescent spray in them. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What I'm trying to figure out is so how he, he didn't opened notice that thing that. and it just Yeah. But how you don't it, notice that? It just that? came in his face? Is that how that happened? You said the aluminum. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Weezy and Mandy are crazy. I'm so Whoa. sorry. Yeah, They're more... already dropped off in that school, right? <laughs> yes, 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 they, they are. are. They are, they are. Hey. The, the, the moral of the story is... Uh, <laughs> all, all, all of these, all of this drug dealing ends the same way. Oh. All right, either you get caught or you get killed. All right, did you not see what happened to Franklin Saint? Okay, there's not a drug dealer that wins. Ghost yeah. is dead. Okay, the stories are all different, but the endings are all the same. You know what's a better job? What's the better mm. job? Driving a bus. <laughs> Driving a bus. <laughs> Listen, man, when it comes to drug dealing, no idea is original. Nothing is new under the sun. It's never what you do because no matter how it's done, you will end up in jail. So please give uh, Paul Belosi of Hicksville the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey oh, of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Thank you, Charlemagne, for that donkey today. That's right. And um, shout, speak, wait, well, before oh, yes. we do, we uh -huh. have to close out. And yeah. shout to BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Our guys, say bye to BET, Mandy and Weezy. Bye, bye BET. Oh, over there, over there. Over there. Uh, no, 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 over there, over there. Look, yeah, right, 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 right. We're not, we, we not doing it. All right, everybody else. When we come back, we're gonna have a real conversation. Ebony K. Williams will be joining us. That's right. Uh, we talked about her the last couple of days about the comments she made about bus drivers and then doubling down. I think it's a bigger conversation than just the uh, bus driver thing, too, though. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because, you know, she doubled down in, in, in her comments. I took it as she said that, you know, uh, the working class was average and mediocre. Mm -hmm. She feels like she didn't say it in that I way. I felt that way, That's too. not what her intention was. So she'll be up here to talk about it. Right, and we're going to talk to her next, all right? Mm -hmm. And the beige rage doesn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> so the beige rage meter is going to be in this conversation? I'm sure it will oh, be. Oh, 100%. 100%. If you have good producers, that's all going in there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have that discussion next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Uh, a lot of sex talk earlier today, but, but you know. And just so y'all know, off air, Envy in here lying, y'all, but I ain't going to call him out. <laughs> what, he like me? <laughs> No, I mean, I, he was he was a culprit. He was he was in, uh, involved in an activity oh. that he ain't shared with everybody. You was part of that activity, Charlie. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I was not. Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing to do with you. Ebony, Ebony, part of that. Anyway, we got today. a special <laughs> guest in the building yes, as well. We got a special guest in the building. Okay, okay. Ebony K. Session. Williams is here. Ebony K. Williams. Good morning, Breakfast Club fam. Good uh, good morning, horrible decisions family. Hello, Thank fam. You. This is like a family reunion. It is. It really is. I feel like we about to start fighting. So let's just say we love each other now. I actually feel bad. I actually feel bad, and I'm gonna tell you why I feel bad because. Uh, I did two things this week that I normally don't do. Number one, if somebody I know is got something going on on social media, we should have spoke to them. I appreciate and that. not about them. You know what I mean? And Ebony is our people, mm -hmm. so I feel like we should have probably spoke to her. You know, reached out to her like we always do for everything else. Mm -hmm. And I didn't watch uh, the full interview 
with Ayanla. Mm. I watched the, the the clip online. But okay, good thing, good thing I reached out to you, my good brother. Yes, and we had yes. a, a productive, spirited conversation. Yes, we did. And you rolled out the red carpet, and that's why I'm here today. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, did, did who watched the full interview with Ayanla in here? I, I I did listen to the full holding court episode I, I okay. well. with Ebony okay. K. Williams okay. and Dustin Ross. Um, of course, I saw the clips as well. And I, as well, responded on my podcast, See The Thing Is, and, and, ah, and spoke about it as great, well. However, great. there was there was more agreement with you than not. Um, and so I'm excited to I, have I this conversation. I, Ayanla was the, really the issue when watching it, though. Like, I mean, I, I made a comment on your page and mm-hmm. Breakfast Club page, and yeah. men was jumping down my throat because I'm like, what does it matter what she wants to be with? But I think the other comments were tough to, to watch. So here's the thing. I want to, first of all, as I started with my Holding Court episode, offer gratitude. Because I, I think what mm-hmm. we know, the fact that this conversation with myself and Dr. Ayala, <clears throat> shout out to my sore, it aired last week. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what's happened since then. We've had a whole White House correspondence dinner, with, which Roy Wood Jr. killed. Shout out to Roy. We've had the Met Gala. We've got a war in Ukraine and still a war in Sudan. And yet folks is still talking about this shit more than anything else. And I think that speaks to something, right? Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to the insatiable nature of the fact that we've got to have this conversation mm. as black men and women and we're talking about the black family structure and black wealth building and all of those are tenets that are tethered to why this has hit such a nerve and why it's reverberating uh, you know, in a way Tyrese posting about it, Jason Lee posting about it, The Shade Room posting about it, Spiritual World posting about it, uh, Ava DuVernay in the comments, you know, Viola, Viola Davis, Davis in the comments. What was Viola saying? We get to it. So, 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 so that's a good thing. I want to start by that framework. Nothing mm-hmm. about this is negative. Uh, people are disagreeing. People are feeling away. We're gonna talk about it. But I want to start by the framing that this is. We cannot have rupture in the culture and not do the work of repair. So, to me, this is a conversation about repairing and restoring what has historically been a productive, valuable conversation and relationship between black men and women that somehow, some way, has gotten away from us. Well, yeah, so, I think it's yeah. two different conversations. Like, I watched the well, full... Well, like, well, I don't care who there's you... There's a lot of people that don't know what you're talking about that might have just tuned in and, and, and have Today. no idea. So, Frank, go ahead, Frank. Do they live under a rock? Some people... Because you, you have to tell people what you're talking about. Okay. okay. What are we so, talking so about? So, it, it's coming from comments that... Because I don't want to misconstrue because we only had a small piece of your conversation with Ayanna. Sure. So, during your Ayanna uh, conversation, she asked you if you would date a bus driver. Would you date a bus driver? Would you date if a bus driver? If he owns the bus. If he owns no. it. If he owns the bus. See, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. <laughs> I'm not talking about mm-hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who mm-hmm. we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. So let me back up for one second and be correct. I invited Ayanla on my Grio show. That Grio show airs on Byron Allen's network. Uh, the Grio airs every night at six. Let's, let's first of all start with this whole shit is y'all's fault. This whole shit is y'all's fault here at the Breakfast Club. No, love y'all. Y'all had a Yanla on. Mm-hmm. And Yanla made a statement on the Breakfast Club morning show, and she said that a lot of young black ladies out here are men in skirts. What is the distinction between feminine power and masculine power? And we've been conditioned and trained to be men in skirts. We do everything like men. We compete like men. Most women want their boyfriend to act like their girlfriends, you know, chatting, shopping. But when the man comes home, what they meet is another dude. 
Which you agreed with. Mm-hmm. Which which I yep. found very provocative. Did mm-hmm. I not call you yep. that day? I said, oh, this is spicy. I would love to participate in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you do what you always do, and you went, you went radio silent. That's cool. So then everybody, <laughs> everybody that knows Charlamagne and, and is a loving relationship with Charlamagne know that's the <laughs> pool. It's cool. It's, I never take it personal. So it's cool. It's, all, it's always love for, for seven years. So, so then I said to my team, I said, reach out to Ayanla. Let's book and let's bring on the grill because I want to have the conversation. And probably more productively, right, y'all? Black woman to black woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also generation to generation. Let's talk to yeah, each other. Yeah, because she old. Yeah. Okay, so Yana comes on and I and I say, this is the framing I say to Dr. Von Zantel Yana. I say, sis, Dr. Soror, talk to me about what you would recommend black women do in terms of our posture and positioning. When you're right, we are, I am showing up in, in a posture of building, providing. And protecting my own self, I'm 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 showing up in masculine energy, masculine as you would energy. call it. Yep. I'm conceding your point, but tell me how you would guide me to not do so. When I'll be honest, I don't really feel like I can trust that if I don't do it, that there's going to be ad- adequate keyword there adequate mm-hmm. provision and protection if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And Which is how you said it. That's exactly how I said it, right? And she said, "Beloved." Would you date a bus driver? And then the clip goes. And then I I, I did stare into the abyss because I wasn't really sure that moment. If he owned the bus, and that's what I said, Envy, but mm-hmm. what people heard based on the comments that I said bus drivers wouldn't shit. People heard that I broke. said that bus drivers broke, don't make no money, and got no benefits, and that they were beneath me. That somehow was the interpretation of me saying that I will date a bus owner. Now, let me tell you what I actually said. And this is what the whole Holden Court was about. Go go check that out right now where you get your podcast. Holden Court with Ebony K. Williams featuring Dustin Ross. I said to Holden Court, y'all, let me tell you why ownership is it for me. It's not about salary. Y'all made it about salary. Y'all started debating 125 a year versus 160 a year versus 200 a year. Well, you, yeah. you did quote stats before you went into the thing with Yaya. And you well, talked about, about women income, who earn, women earn more money than men. And I talked about black women buying more homes. We buy mm-hmm. homes at t- single black women. Mm-hmm. are buying 20% of the market share of new real estate on the market. I know because I just closed last summer and it was a sh- show in underwriting. That's another they're conversation. They're graduating more. They're in college. college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, I think I said it to you, Charlamagne, because Charlamagne, yeah, yeah. you guys do so much work on The Breakfast Club about what? HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was devastated when my good friend uh, Eugene Scott sent me a post, a Washington Post article that said black men are going to HBCUs one to two. It's two to one for black women graduating. So these are things we got to look at because you have daughters and you have daughters and some of y'all in here got daughters. And if they're going to want to partner and marry men mm-hmm. and black men at that, and they're going to want to build together as you two cite your marriages as examples of, we got to we gotta talk about how people can be equally yoked. So back to ownership, Charlamagne. I said, ownership is key for me. Why? Not because I'm a bougie bitch. This is not about everybody being a Harvard surgeon. This is about this book right here, Bet on Black. You've read it, Charlemagne. Y'all were at the party. Y'all mm-hmm. know what time it is. It's hard to be free in America as a black person when you don't own anything. And I mean that with my fiber and my being. And I'm going to prove it to you. My mother drove a bus as well, y'all. She drove a bus until she acquired a skill set. In her case, it was cosmetology. Mm-hmm. And this is not about shaming bus drivers. But I want to be clear. If you are driving a bus today, and that is the maximum of your skill set, I love and appreciate it for you. I have to because it's an honest day's living. 
So this goes back to everybody in the comments. Well, my daddy drove a bus and he did this and this and he was respectful. And he was a good black man. He was a great black man, I'm sure. I'm sure all the bus drivers are saints and none of them cheat and none of them beat women and they all are just God-fearing men that show up and how they're supposed to in this world, I believe. Well, not all, but I'm uh, saying like... No, no, I mean, that's the narrative. It's sarcasm. That's the narrative. And all people that dare to own, that dare to uh, advance a skill set in a different kind of way, not a better way or a worse way, a different kind of way, they all have full-blown AIDS, beat their wives, and will die alone. That's the narrative. What Tyler Perry movie is this? That's right. what I'm saying. It is temptation. It's very Tyler Perry. <laughs> it is <laughs> All right, we got more with Ebony K. Williams. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ebony K. Williams. And we also have Wheezy and Mandy B. from Horrible Decisions here. What about the bus drivers that their goal was to own a home? And what if they came from something that necessarily wasn't the best education and driving the bus is I think we got to broaden the conversation. I think we keep using the words like bus drivers. This is what bothers me to make it seem like Bus drivers only drive buses, Why would you talk about bus drivers? Because let's generalize. We could talk bus drivers. We could talk police officers. We could talk MTA workers. We could talk all these different people that work at these quote unquote average jobs. Everyday working class people. Now this is my problem, right? Now you know I do real estate and I do these seminars all across the country, right? We get thousands of people. The majority of people that own homes and investment homes are your quote unquote average workers, all your bus drivers, all your MTA workers. So they just don't drive buses. They have properties. They have. I know a police officer that drives Ferraris because it's not from his police job. It's from the houses that he owns that he made off to the police job. You sure it's not from the cocaine I'm he's a thousand stealing percent. in the home? No, he's a, he's, <laughs> I'm a thousand I'm percent. I'm a thousand percent. He has more properties than you, me, and Sean put together. Joke. That's who he is. That's but, a joke. But they take yeah. it serious. But I know these people that do it, and they put in hard work. So when you said I wouldn't date a, a, a bus driver unless he owned his own bus, a lot of people felt it like, yo, that's disrespectful because just because I took a job, and a lot of people take those jobs for... A couple of different reasons. One, the benefits, right? Sure. They know they can work for 20 years. After 20 years, they can retire and they still get their retirement and they still get their benefits. So after 20 years, they can. Most police officers, the same thing. They get their retirement. They can still carry their firearm and they can still get their benefits. So I look at it as that's a great hustle. They work for 20 years. At the end of 20 years, let's say they start at 21. At 41, they done working the bus company, done being a police officer, done being MTA. And now they just making money on top of money. So it's value over values, right? Envy, let me stop you right there. It's not. It's not. Do you think for one second? And I know you don't know me that well. But we've had enough conversation. Mm-hmm. I had you on Revolt Black News. You talked to me about your father, who was mm-hmm. a leader in law. Do you think for one second I'm about to push back on anything you just offered in that statement? Uh, you can. Right. So, right. So, so, can. so I cannot. And so what I'm telling you is. What you are applying now is not the facts as they were given to me. The, Ayala did not ask me. Ebony, would you date a bus driver that also had a real estate portfolio? Mm-hmm. Ayala did not ask me. Hold on now. Uh, Ebony, would you date a bus driver that also has um, a, a litany of franchises? Because you and your wife just bought five, right? Six. Crystal, six, six crystals. Chris, crystals? Yeah. Mm, crystal Burgers. Okay. Mm-hmm. She didn't ask. That was not the framing of the question, Envy. Yeah. Had that been the framing of the question, I would have said, Dr. Vons, I would have he had. Properties that I own, or do you get to know that man and see what he's about? But see, that's but semantics now. Here's the thing: y'all didn't listen to the whole Ayanla interview. Ebony actually agreed with Ayanla. That's what's confusing me. Well, because you actually agreed with Ayanla when she talked about, you know, you should be open to dating a bus driver. You can build with a bus driver. You actually agreed with that. So that's what confusing me. You agreed with Ayanla. Then also conflated more and said a loving man. 
someone that loves what they does. There was a whole lot of other things. So she agreed that, of course, I want a a loving man. I want a man that's passionate. I want a man with a plan. All the other things that came after the bus driver is what Ebony agreed to. Yeah, so I I say, why let the griot put out a clip that is more salacious and out of context when you actually did agree? I'm not going to throw the griot under the bus. See what I did there. Uh But um, what I am going to do, (laughs) but what I am going to do is say that we know the business that we are in. So Mm -hmm. you said something, Charlemagne, um, on the show yesterday. We're like, we're entertainers um, and we have to not over um, index for our... Okay, so I want to be clear. My my, my beloved, I'm actually not an entertainer. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm an educator. I'm an advocate. I happen to use the form of television, radio, and podcasting to do my work. See, we can't conflate platform with purpose. So why did the griot uh, and the, the, the brilliant, talented team of journalists over there decide to use the bus driver clip, which is sensational and controversial? Because let's be honest, the griot is not getting the eyeballs the Breakfast Club is getting. Revolt Black News is not getting the eyeballs the Breakfast Club is getting or the view is getting or the talk used to get. Because the, the, the nature of not just black culture, of American culture is entertainment first. So when you start doing the work of educating around where artificial intelligence is taking the culture, mm-hmm. where you start doing the work about where uh, criminal justice reform, how this this summer, the U.S. Supreme Court, y'all, affirmative action is we all know it, that is gone. Know that. But no one is going to watch in the volume that we need to have the impact that I seek as a teacher in this world, Charlemagne, if we don't put out that clickbait. That's the reality. So it was to bring attention to a larger conversation. And, and guess what? What we know, because we all sitting here today talking about this shit a week later, is it worked? It worked. But then it you, worked. Then but you came back, and, and the next day, people feel like you doubled down. I just don't feel like I did. I, okay. I, I, stood, I stood 10 toes down. And what but did you I don't say think when that you, was standing it, down, though. I think you completely like took a different turn. I like, agree. That was, that you was, think so? I agree. I, thought, I, told I actually you that. thought it was tough I, to I watch. I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. But could it be that black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. No, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. What I watched, were you talking about people as a whole? Right. And even white supremacy bringing up calling... Yes. Saying average, like it to me, it felt like almost attack on the working class and the people that were in them comments more than it was the man you're looking for. So let's address it, Weezy. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the turn that I took. So at this point, who gives a f- about who Ebony K. Williams is dating? Let's throw that over to the cycle. So it's it's a it's a relevant. That's your preference. And I agree. Not, and and, and right. who gives a f- right? So now let's talk about my real work in this world. The work God has called me to do, which is to always sit in a posture of elevating, advancing and offering options to black Americans for us to have a first class existence. So when Mm. I talk about a permanent black underclass, that's something that I talked about in the response video that Weezy citing. A lot of people felt a way about that. What the does she mean? A permanent black underclass. What I mean is the data. So I sent Charlemagne uh, a bar graph from the U.S. Census yesterday, and it, it listed about 15 different Global identity. So again, you got to zoom out for this. This is not about black folks and white folks in America. This is global. At the top of that, y'all, this is earnings. Indian Americans earn more than anybody else in America. At the very bottom, black Americans 
It's like they were only earning about $100,000 per year per average. Not a few, not half. 100% per of their average, average is 100000 plus. We were down here at around 28000 30000 okay? We're white people in the middle. We see. They went up here. So that's why I have a personal problem with a lot of the culture saying that we should not have to be excellent. We should, we used, we talked about this Charlemagne yesterday on the phone. We should get to be basically as mediocre, as average as white Americans. For me, that's a no. I'm going to tell you why. I travel the world. Y'all all travel the world. Y'all mm-hmm. are global citizens and we're blessed and privileged to do so. I got news for y'all. White mediocrity is depreciating fast. So I'm not going to hold white mediocrity, white subpar, white averageness as a standard for the generation of black children we're raising today. Well, what does America do without the working class? First of all, it's not about not not having a working class. It's saying that why do black people, I'm so glad you asked this, why do black people disproportionately occupy it? Now, you made a very good point yesterday, Charlamagne, talking about essential workers, okay? America found out, if we didn't know before, how essential our bus drivers, our MTA drivers, our home health nurses, our custodians, our grocery store workers fast were food. during fast food, all of it during COVID. And God knows we were ringing those pots and shouting them out. And God bless our essential workers. Nobody loves them more than your girl here. But you know what I don't love is that black folks died at a two to one rate of during COVID. That black folks were on ventilators more often during COVID. And part of the reason why that was the case, y'all, is because we we over index in the blue collar working sector in the essential jobs and many of us don't have the option that we all had which was to do our jobs virtually so we are on the front lines in a way that disproportionately makes us vulnerable we're dying because of it that is my issue all right we got more with ebony k williams when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club we're welcoming a new show to iheart and the DraftKings youtube channel it's called point game with john wall and cj teledano It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating While Broke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Our guest host from Horrible Decisions. Are here. And we're talking to Ebony K. Williams. So, of course, uh, everybody's been talking about this bus driver comment. Now, you've been talking for the last 20 minutes, and I feel like you're moving the goalposts. Right? What people were upset about was what you said, and everything that you said could absolutely positively be true. People were upset that they felt like that you were putting down the average person, quote-unquote average job, and the person that was working the average job, that that their, their, what they do is not as good as what you do. That, that's, that's a projection, that, that's, Andy. No, that, Andy, no, that's a projection. That's because what, what, let, you let, know what, I'll let you speak. Go ahead, let go me ahead. talk. Go ahead, yeah. So, so when you start talking about all this, and, and I read the comments just like you did because I wanted to prepare myself when you came up here to, to understand what people were mad about yeah. and what, understand what people were upset about. So when you're talking about all this, this brother this and, and the black man this and the white supremacy this and this, that and mm-hmm. the other, that's all to the side of how you felt about that quote unquote average job, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I'll be honest with you, right? And one of the comments that I said, and, and and maybe I'm not sure, right? The guy was like, he was like, you talk about all this about lifting a brother up and lifting lifting this up and white supremacy and, and what you do for our people. And then the first thing the brother said was, but your fiance was white. And I'm sitting there like, how how do you talk about how much you uplifting and how much you're going for black people, but that's not necessarily what you're even looking for. Well, first of all, Agent Doctor Umar, damn. Let's not skip a beat. Mm-hmm. So I would love to know how you envy know what I'm looking for. We never know. had the conversation. I don't so, know. But, but I'm, you asking, just I'm telling you what it. people are saying on comments what I've right. read and I'm, and, and I'm talking for them. I'm not a bus driver. I am, I'm oh, speaking I for, the, for the average person out there because I feel for them because the bus drivers and the average person are what keeps these lights on here on the Breakfast Club. Right. They keep me. They keep me booking Envy, shows. Nobody is saying. Okay, first of all, this is not about you booking I'm, I'm shows. Asking, I'm, I'm this just is about how I feel. So when you on the people that no, first ride of all, with me, Envy, you're dead ass wrong for framing it as me shitting on them. You don't first think of, it was on them? First of all, I know it wasn't. I think what you're saying you is irresponsible. Feel the Envy, how people feel. I think what you are framing right now in this moment is highly irresponsible because. We're, I'm going to, if you listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Because if you were to listen to all of the full Yana interview, mm-hmm. the full sidebar, the full episode of Holding Court, 
Nowhere in any of that commentary did I say a cross or negative word about the working class of black America, of America broadly, or black men. I'm going to get to the why was my fiance. Envy, let me finish this statement. Do you know what I'm people going feel? to get to. I'm just because you didn't I mean to hurt somebody. This because all, you didn't mean to affect deal, somebody doesn't mean you didn't hurt a community. I, don't I can say anything about feelings. somebody, but like I didn't mean to hurt you. But if you hurt people, you hurt people. If feel if people feel a way about you, they feel a way about you because those people that you talked about are the people that buy your books, that listen to this show, and they hurt. What about, e- Ebony, Ebony, what about words like I, no, average, medio- mediocrity, to, oh typical, and the bigotry of low expectations? I think those are the words people. that hurt the working class. You can sit here and say, no, I didn't hurt nobody. You hurt people out there Ebony. that buy your books and follow you and support you. You asked me but to be quiet. To y'all, please. Y'all asked me to be quiet. I listened to your full statement. I understand you and have a feeling about it. now that you talk for 22 it. minutes, and I just spoke for 60 seconds. Because she is here to talk to him. I know, so but I'm just saying, I just spoke We got ours off already. Let Ebony talk. I did. I'm just returning what she's saying. Don't act like I didn't let her speak. She spoke for 22 minutes. Go ahead, go ahead, Ebony. Let her talk. Don't do that. Let her go. So, Envy, this is where we're different. My primary focus and goal when I do what I do in the world is not to to protect feelings. I'm going to be candid with you. I understand it's clear from the energy that there is an emotional attack that you felt was on black men, the working class, and black America. I'm going to hold the space for the hurt feelings around that. But more than I care about hurt feelings, I care about providing my people with facts and information that say that the current way of life for the majority of black Americans is not serving us. I'm going off of the data and the facts that is I am not okay and I don't think it's okay that the vast majority of black Americans again overpopulate disproportionately occupy spaces that are not ideal that make us vulnerable I talked about the COVID that make us vulnerable to Death, disease, maternal health, all the things that we are, that y'all all talk about on this show every day. Now, if y'all are okay with the current positioning of black America, that we are the lowest income, the lowest home ownership, the lowest educated group, then so be it. And let's just, let's just stop talking now and keep on going about our business. Envy, I'm not okay with it. So that is why I said what I said about addressing the bigotry of low expectations. It's the bigotry of low expectations is the reason why I have to submit that black men are now going to HBCUs and college and generally at half the rate of black girls and women. I don't think that's okay. Shouldn't we address the system that put us in these We are addressing the system, but first, but first we have to name it, Charlemagne. See, that's where people's feelings are getting hurt, is the fact that I am naming it. I am saying that it is not okay to bring C's and D's through the to, to your home and then expect to go to, on to higher education and acquire a higher skill set. And when you say that, that is hurtful to people, Envy. I'm acknowledging the pain. But somebody has got to start telling the truth to our people. And some of y'all wonder why you get the political representation y'all get. Because some folks would rather hear things that make them feel good than understand and hear the things that are the truth. So when, let's talk about average, mediocre, and typical. Because because a lot of people felt a way about it. Well, I looked it up. I Pull did up the service of pulling it up out of Marion Webster. So this is not Ebony shitting on anybody, Envy. This is simply to say when you do something average, by definition... It is of typical value. It is normal and it is standard. When you are regular, normal, acceptable. When you are mediocre, that would have people real hot. It means ordinary, medium, commonplace, and moderate. And the bigotry, no, the, don't forget the bigotry of low expectations. I'm going to get to that. That's an academic study. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so those of you that think that's uh, George W. Bush, go do your reading. Go do your reading. But let's talk about those words, Charlemagne. 
Nothing in there says you ain't shit. Nothing in there says it's bad or low or beneath. They've applied the negative connotation. That, to that's words. a projection, and mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand for it because you need to be honest with the actual semantics in which we are talking about. So when you say regular, hardworking, everyday people, Charlemagne, that is rhetorically not any different than me saying average, mediocre work. I not disagree the because those words can be weaponized. It's like the word basic has been okay. weaponized. Yeah, so wait, wait, I, can call basic, I can call y'all basic but, bees but and y'all be saying, But there's a negative connotation. It's you call me mediocre, it, I'm out the room. But, 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 but also, See, I made a whole negative. talk call. I don't want no but, mediocre. But also, we've done that with the N-word. <laughs> we've done it with the word whore. There's negative connotations to a lot of words, and if someone calls it to you, I get that. But We reclaim the word whore. You are talking about something totally different. But what I'm saying is, even when she brought up C and D's in school. Academically, a C says you're average. That's exactly what it know, means. I don't know why have that's a problem, a problem being average. Because people are okay Mandy, accepting Mandy, Mandy, I'm going to tell you. I don't think essential workers are average. Okay. I don't think essential workers are average. Let me finish I'm this statement. Because Uber drivers, bus drivers, I don't think any of those people are average immediately. I'm not saying they're, that the people are average. So let's, let's, let's slow it down. I don't down. think the job is average. The job is average. I don't think The job is average by definition. It says that most people can do it per the skill set. It also speaks to the income it commands. It speaks to scarcity and demand. So what that's what we're about talking the about. That are holding college degrees that have to drive Uber right now because they're, they can't they're doing mediocre work. So, Sweezy, so let me be very but, clear but, as to what I'm not saying. No, y'all have to listen to this. I am not saying that a piece of paper makes you a more valuable individual. I didn't say that. I don't believe that. I prove it to you. I let I, I let a lawyer go because when I was ready to go, where I was trying to go and vacation with him, you, sir, your particular way of practicing law did not allow provision and protection. But I think it's what's the real question is if C's and D's aren't good enough, and you're saying that do a you higher think C's education, and D's are good enough? what I'm saying is you're saying a higher education also doesn't mean that. Then what do they have to do to be excellent? Because be I'm someone who did have C's, B's, A's. I own three businesses. I'm sitting here with all y'all, and we all make seven figures. Maybe I'm on the lower end of this it's, as a mediocre whoa, person. Whoa, it's whoa. like. I, you don't know what I make. I don't know make that kind of money. I'm I'm why are you lying? Probably, he probably makes eight. Listen, but you can't tell about But Weezy, but Weezy, did you hear about That's story fair. about my mother? Weezy, she doesn't have a college degree. My grandfather didn't, but she never did it. I no, did no, no, hear about she your did, mom. Right, so she's not mediocre. Not because, but when she drove that bus, she was doing mediocre work. We can call her up, and she'll say that. Well, my father was a military. He was a mechanic. He was a bus driver. He was a police officer. So he was officer. exceptional. Your father was exceptional. My mother worked at Guardian Life Insurance. I'm the first person in my family to go to college. First person to graduate from college, and my parents put me through college. So I don't look at them as mediocre. I don't look at them as average. They are exceptional, and they did what they do to get their what kids through all this so stuff. What you said is so different than what I'm talking and about. And I am the same envy, with them. And, and I am the same. And that is and just not and intellectually honest. And the difference what is what you said is, oh, you want to encourage and you want to do this. I do the same thing without putting people down. I'm not putting I, people down. I'm being very I honest. I think you are. And, and people have been saying, I don't think you're listening. Like, as much as you talk, you're not listening to what people oh, I'm are saying. Listening. I'm not, not bothered by that, though. Not. I'm not because going people to be are shamed. And they have opinions. Just like I you have your opinion, you can't talk over people and not let people but talk. But you're also interrupting me, Envy. I'm not. I was talking. You keep talking to me. I let you speak. And then I just started talking. Okay, you got it. I just started talking. I let you speak, and I waited for you to be quiet, and I started talking. You heard something that you didn't like, and you cut me off. It That's how it just went. Because once you start no, being intellectually dishonest. Here we go. Now it's not envy. Go ahead. No, no, that's exactly what happened. Let's keep it. If I give somebody the platform to speak, and I let you speak, then I speak. It doesn't matter that we don't agree or disagree. We can have a conversation, but we got to respect each other in this conversation. I agree. I think that and part the, of that respect I, I, is being honest. Yeah, I think I think the conversation is healthy. If you listen to the whole Ayanla interview, 
I get a better sense of what you're trying to say. But uh, the second, the doubling down is what threw me completely off. Because it, it. it did sound like you was uh, shitting on the working class. I'm not shitting on the working class. And, 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 if, and if you weren't, I think, I think you is, need to make that very clear. Well, I've, I've tried to make it clear with three different examples. I think y'all don't want to hear it. And that's okay, Envy. It's okay. It, like you said, it's okay to disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we can say, we can argue semantics back. Because that's really, at this point... This is an argument around semantics. How do you feel about the American dream? And what I mean by that is the American dream is the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version yes. of success in a society which upward mobility is, is possible for everyone. So all of these jobs that we're talking about, yeah. that is those people's version of success. Yeah. That is their American dream. What's yeah. wrong with that? What's wrong with them I having that? I think you that? know the answer. Nothing, Charlemagne. Okay. Nothing. Like, come on. We talking. We're, now we're talking circularly, to Envy's point. There's nothing wrong with that. I am simply, he said it, there are people that don't know what's possible. There are people that don't know. Man, I would love to have a salon. What does that take? Well, let me start an LLC. Well, let me, maybe I need to convert to an S corporation. Maybe I need to do this. And so so, so when, when we are so cut up with feelings, because we don't want people to feel bad, we don't want to call out what people don't have access to or knowledge around, I think it's stagnant. I think we all agree with that. And what Envy's saying, what everybody mm-hmm. else is saying, is you can say all of that, and that's true, Without calling people average, mediocre, typical, that's what or telling is. them they're stuck in the low expectations. And I think that's, that's I all. think, and I think per the dictionary, per the dictionary per the di- and per the facts. So again, we, we spent 40 minutes talking about something that's very simple and unfortunate that this is really where we landed, Charlemagne, because we're talking about personal projections around defined words. That's really what this whole, and that's why brother is nodding. But you, but you can you can weaponize oh, yeah, define, this conversation. You can weaponize yeah. define but I'm not. But don't put that on me but because you, I'm not whether weaponizing you, whether you it. think you did or not, I, I, I told you I think you did. Well, you can think whatever you mm-hmm. want, Charlemagne. And a lot of I other know, people did too. I don't care what. Um, it could be Jesus Christ thinking it. I know what I said. <laughs> I, well, I know what Christ, I Jesus Christ, you better listen. If it's Jesus Christ, you better listen. <laughs> well, you listen. But all <laughs> I think I do. I do appreciate the broader conversation. You said you better listen to Jesus. That's right. Well, we thank you for for. I appreciate the platform. I really do. But let's be very careful that we are not so blindsided, stuck, and uh, regressive in our feelings that we're not able to to hear clearly the facts and the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Ebony, Ebony K. K. Williams. Williams. That's it. All right. Well, that was your rumor report, too. My, Bus my, driver my, gate continues. Bus driver gate. People's Choice Mix is next. We'll see you guys. know I love her, man. All right. But, we should, but this, we should do this more often. It's just a conversation. Like, this should have happened last week, actually. Yeah. I agree. It's the People's Choice Mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We're taking your calls. Uh, we know it was a uh, uh, it was pretty spicy up here this morning. It was. Envy, I was surprised. You got a little heat there. Oh, beige, beige rage. rage. <laughs> beige rage. <laughs> beige rage. <laughs> what you think, Mama? But I understand your point. So basically, I want to touch on things really quick. Um, Ebony said, "So that's what you said." I can definitely feel the emotionality behind all the comments that Ebony received behind what she said based on her personal preference. Because let's remember, Ayanna asked her what she, who she would date. This was all about who Ebony would date. And a lot of people were bringing all of their emotions on what a black woman should want from a black man versus, you know, what they actually get from a black man or what their expectations are supposed to be. And I think the real basis behind what she was saying was not that be working in those bus driver positions or not and not working in uh, the, the business class, the working class is a bad thing or that people shouldn't accept those things, but more so that, 
you can always be better. It doesn't matter that she had a white fiance and not want still want to advance it for her people. That's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is you can be okay with being a bus driver. You can also be okay with being a bus driver owner or have the CDL and things like that or whatever. But people have to continue to progress or want to progress. You know, I, coming from my position, for example, I have a mother who want, always wanted better, who always wanted to progress, who came from being a single mother, having to work three jobs and decided to go to school and get her degrees and is now making a six-figure income and working for herself and things like that. She actually did divorce a man at one point who was just okay and complacent in being in a working-class position. That doesn't necessarily mean she looked down on him or didn't respect him in his position and his ability to be a provider, but she knew she wanted to continue to level up. She knew that yeah. she wanted to continue to advance to a lifestyle that she wanted, that he was, he was okay with not having. You know, and at that point, that's when they became unequal to joke. At that point is when they realized that their major wasn't going to work, you know, and things like that. Of course, people can be together. Uh-huh. I think you got it. No, I, I think you got it. I think she got it as far as you can't be mad at Ebony for her preference. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what Ebony's overall conversation is, that she wants everybody to realize their full potential. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just, once again, the only problem I have with it is the wording. You know what I mean? I don't right. think that the working class should be referred to as average, mediocre, or typical. And she she said she didn't mean it in that way. She just right. using words. And that was, that was that was my, my problem. I just, I just didn't... You know, she's she could prefer who she wants to date. She could date who want marry who she wants. But when I heard that, it just it just bothered me because I I know where my parents started from. I know where I started from. Um, and and she cleared it up. She said she didn't mean it like that. And <clears throat> hello, who's this? Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Good morning. Talk to us. Good morning. I appreciate Charlemagne and the outlook on essential workers and just life in general. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. 843. That's it. I'm a single mother of four. I have three boys and one girl. My two boys are honor roll kids, athletic kids. I did not graduate high school. I take care of my children. Damn. I am a night auditor full time, and I do Uber to make my ends meet. So when Ebony says the things that she says, it's, 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 it's a downer because you're saying that the little things that we do strive and do doesn't matter. No, I get and that's it. not, it's not right. Like, I get it. The only thing I can say is, you know, I don't, I, you know, she said this morning that wasn't her intention. I don't, I don't, if you ever read her book, Bet on Black, I don't think that's her intention. I think she really does want to see, you know, black people prosper. But I think we, you know, we do have to be cognizant of other people's feelings and we got to be cognizant of our language because mm-hmm. words definitely do matter. Right. And, and I, and I just, I always want to say too that we, it's always open to have a conversation, right? We don't. Right. Everybody doesn't have to agree with each other. I said some things out there that you guys out there don't agree with, and and Charlemagne has said some things, but the, I've never said anything people don't agree. That's with. That's a goddamn lie. But uh, we we should be able to have that conversation at any given point and be able to talk about it and shake hands and give each other hugs after. We should be able to. Weezy and Mandy, y'all still here? Y'all know that, right? Just want to make. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm still thinking. Of, uh, <laughs> I'm here. I ain't gonna. I, I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I. I have some probably un- unpopular takes, which is why Doesn't I'm going to be I- I'm going to be quiet what, on a lot of things. Sh- no, go ahead. I just I just think even for the callers calling in, like yes, you can try as hard as you can, but I do believe the partner that I have, the friends that I keep around me, I want them to strive to do more than what they are. So I do also have a problem with people that I feel are complacent in just accepting what they're doing and not striving for more. 
I do think it was said wrong. I think Ebony's delivery could have been much better. And I do think as individuals, once someone is condescending or once you feel attacked, that your ears are not open to listening to what all she said. But why do you have a problem with people that feel complacent? Oh, I just said I ain't dating them and they're not my friends. I don't. I, I personally strove my hardest. I did AP courses. I went above and beyond. I could have got one bachelor's degree. Instead, I got two. I'm one of those that co- continuously wants to climb. The people around me are that way. I personally don't want people around me that are complacent mm-hmm. in not striving for more. Envy, you got one house, two house, three houses. You wanted more. Like, you continuously want more for yourself. Charlemagne, you do the same. Wheezy, as my partner, you do the same. Right, people around but, me, but people around me, and I think in what she wants as a partner, it's okay to say, that's not good enough for me. It could be good enough for you. Two things can be true. I do think it was delivery, but unfortunately, I agree, not in her delivery, but in what she said, those aren't the people I want around me, and I want my people, my family, my partners, my friends, mm-hmm. to do better. Well, if I you don't had four kids, was, Mandy, would you be able to do all that you're doing now? Probably good not. Point. Oh, I ain't gonna hold you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm pro-choice like a mother. I do not want kids. Pull out the vacuum. I want to focus on me. So I ain't ain't out here talking about I'm a single mama. Am I? That ain't my story. Before we get canceled, I hope you guys have a permanent guest spot for me. I will say this though. Shout out to I, I, don't, choice. I don't I don't care what people do. If, if they're my friend, I don't care if they're bus drivers, uh, if they work at AT&T, if they are whatever. Same. If they're good people, they're good people. They can and be I, good people. You ain't going to invite them on your trips cuz they can't afford to go on the trips with you. I no, got yeah, I got friends that go on my me. trips. Yeah. I I got I recently paid for one of my friends got, to come on friends. a trip cuz he's a hard working ass friend. He's my best friend. He's an amazing person. He's lit as hell. He runs our tour And you know what? At the end of the day, like some people deserve to be gifted. My choices in life, you know, took me somewhere else. Right. But that don't mean I'm leaving them people. No, I'm, I'm people always make space for good people. I, mean, for and good I think people, that's what we're missing. Yeah. I think we're missing that in this conversation, yes, regardless people. of what position you're in in life, professionally Bro. or personally. I'm a always find a place for and that, a good and that's how I feel. And, and I just remember being in college, right? Being at Hampton University and everybody going to their business classes and their stock stock classes and being accountant in business and communications and all this. And when they asked me what I'm gonna do, I said I was gonna be a DJ, right? And they all laughed. Oh, this, that, and the other, yada, 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 yada. The people that said, I don't care what you're going to be, you a good person, those are still my friends now. Yeah. Still my friends now. But they love you for you. They love me for me now. Because they heard you on the ones and twos. That, <laughs> you don't say ones and twos no more. But, but they, <laughs> ones and twos. The ones and twos. I, I never heard you DJ, but okay, what? But they believed, they believed in me as a person. That's right. And those people are still around me now to that, that I went to high school, to college. And the rest of them dudes are probably, I don't know what they're doing now, nor do I care. But, I married my best friend who believes in, who believes in you, me You and me both. You know what well, I mean? I mean, I didn't marry you, your girl, your wife, but I married my best friend. I know what you meant. You know what I meant. I just okay. need to be sure. <laughs> I just, I, you know. I, if y'all was single, you would marry Charlemagne. I he's, think not my, he's not my type. He's not your type? He's too short. Oh. I mean, not oh. my type. He's, he's you don't short. got a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> he a vagina. You don't, know, you don't know what I got or what I identify as, sir. <laughs> he said his booty hole brown. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> he got another hole. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Leave us on a positive note, man. Listen, the positive note is simply this, man. Uh, it's just a little financial advice. Don't go broke trying to look rich. Mm. Act your wage. Right. I know, I know that's, that's right. right. <laughs> and and uh, um, final note for me. If you are a good-looking bus driver, that's all I really want. See? Can that's you it. take me to eat? That's final it. note for me, it's a hot girl summer slide in my DMs. What's up? I'm saying, I ain't going back to that, man. I would no love double back to take over a here. Ride. All right. You well. feel me? But also, wait, before we go, uh uh-uh. uh. Make sure y'all tune into Horrible Decisions every Monday. We are on the Black Effect Network. Hey, We've hey. been with them since day one. That's right. Photo one. Hello. Just killed the Black Effect Festival That's in right. Atlanta. Right. And, and talk about we, the tour. I was about to say, and we are going on That's tour. Right. We are going on a 16th. 
Looking to add a city, so potentially 17-city tour kicking off in June. We are hitting the Midwest. So if you want to hear about more pee, watch people <laughs> each other, things like that, come to the tour. Gosh. But you ain't going to see it in person, but we're going to talk about it potentially. Uh-huh. Make sure you go to whorehive.com and get your tickets. We're kicking off June 9th in Detroit, followed by Cincinnati, then ending in Chicago that same weekend. So this is June 9th, 10th, and 11th. And again, if you're looking for another podcast and you want to hear us talk about some real stuff, it's Horrible Decisions. Type in whore. We pop up. That is not on the list. We can actually say whore. So type in whore. We pop up. It's Horrible Decisions. Thank you, Charlemagne, for always vouching for us. Guys, 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 guys. I mean, you're starting in the D, but you know you're back tomorrow. Like, you act like you're signing off forever. No, 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 no. But hey. Yeah, coming back tomorrow. They want tickets to move today. I was about to say, we got to sell these tickets. I'm not mad at you. Thank you. We'll be back tomorrow. We don't be behind that wheel on the bus. It's the Breakfast Club. Bye, y'all. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.